right, all right, all right, Leadheads. We are back with, you guessed it, another episode of the Talking Lead Podcast. I'm your host, Lefty, and we are going to continue our coverage of the 2020 SHOT Show in this episode. Uh, but we're going to bring you some live interviews, too. And when I say live, this is stuff that uh, we've done, obviously, going to be doing right now. Uh, but make sure you get uh, a chance, if you haven't yet, go back to part two of our coverage of the 2020 SHOT Show last episode, TLP 334, where we had Old Elk Distillery, we had the gang from Red Arrow TV, and we had an offensive tackle from the Atlanta Falcons. We have, we have Caleb McGarry uh, on the show. He was there joining us in the Buck Knives booth all week, and uh, he was a, uh, a specimen, I'll tell you. Big dude, <laughs> but uh, he's into hunting and the outdoor life. And we talked a uh, talked a little bit about archery because, as you guys have heard over the last couple episodes, uh, I'm going to be getting into archery hunting this year. So I'm boning up and getting as much uh, information, tips, and tricks as I can from uh, anybody and everybody who's willing to give me uh, some info. So <laughs> Caleb was uh, nice enough to help me out with a few things there too. So go back, check out that episode. And then, of course, we announced the giveaway, the big giveaway that we're going to be doing with Caltech Weapons. We've got that CP-33 over at Mission First Tactical that they're uh, putting a nice, cool little Leadhead Brigade logo on there. No telling what else. They're going to be making a custom holster for that CP-33. And then Buck Knives is going to have a really cool knife that we're going to have with that. Smith and Bradley Watches is going to put up one of their new Springfield models and uh, could be a couple of other companies that are jumping in on this. So you guys stay tuned as uh, we progress with um, finalizing that giveaway. You're going to get all the details on what you need to do to take part and uh, win some cool prizes from Talking Lead and friends of the show and sponsors. And speaking of sponsors, make sure you go and support all those that are making this show possible, like Caltech. Uh, we've got a great interview coming up with them that's going to be in this episode, talking about their new uh, Sub-2000. Uh, it's an integrally suppressed version that they've come out with. And the, their uh, RDB, they've come out with a tactical version of their RDB bullpup rifle. So we'll be talking about that. Go check them out, Talking, talking Lead. Go check them out at KelTechWeapons.com. And uh, I think they've probably got some of that stuff posted on their social media, Facebook. And, of course, you can go to our social media pages. We've got uh, some live things that we did featuring that uh, integrally suppressed sub-2000 while we were there at Range Day. Uh, and then speaking of Range Day, of course, the Antares Alliance, we always do that the day before the SHOT Show Range Day. And we got some great coverage did some live feeds there too, but for some reason they didn't save to our Facebook page. And unfortunately, uh, one of our best um, live coverages that we did that week uh, didn't get saved. Uh, but that leads us to who our guest is today. And uh, it is none other than Jack Mills with Virtual Tactical Training Resource. So Jack, welcome in, buddy. Thank you. Glad to be here. Yes, sir. We're glad to have you. And uh, I mean, I, I'm not kidding. That video that we did, it was probably one of the um, coolest videos, uh, live streams that we did while we were at SHOT Show. And I'm just sick to death that it didn't um, save to our Facebook page. 
we'll have to bring you in and do it again. We'll gear you up. Yeah, right. absolutely. Yeah. And if you uh, if you're down this way toward Nashville, which I think you're going to be here coming up in the next couple of months, maybe we could do some stuff then too. But uh, Jack uh, is a retired Chief Master Sergeant. He spent 33 years in the U.S. Air Force, where he served as a First Sergeant, Command Chief Master Sergeant, Group Superintendent, and detailed to the Pentagon as the Senior Enlisted Leader for the SECCAF slash MR3-1. And you can tell me what that means in just a second, Jack. <laughs> uh, integration Program. His decorations include five... Meritus Service Medals, and a Commendation Medal for Heroic Act. I mean, that's that's very cool right there. And then you've got a lot more background, too, that we're going to talk about. Um, but welcome in, Jack. It's a pleasure to have you on. And I know the, the Leadheads are going to be very interested in to hear about this really cool virtual training product that you guys are bringing to the market. Yeah, glad, glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So um, what what is SETCAF? Okay, so as Secretary of the Air Force, Office of Manpower and Reserve Personnel. Okay. That's one of the reasons you abbreviate it, because it's just... It's just a mouthful. We were trying to figure out how to avoid redundancy of process. (laughs) Okay. So you go, you know, if we're doing one thing for active duty and something different for reserve and something different for guard, why can't we just come up with one process for all three? Right. Not very glamorous work, but really important in terms of streamlining and becoming more efficient and becoming leaner in what you're doing. So you're not wasting a bunch of overhead just to accomplish mundane tasks. Right. So it was a fun, fun gig to end my career on because you're kind of tearing up the way people are doing it and trying to envision a better way forward. Sure. I mean, we, we got to progress, you know, otherwise you, um, you keep, keep falling back. So very cool. We're going to talk about the uh, virtual tactical training Resources the VT2R. Say that real fast. VT2R. It is a hyper realistic gear enabling you to train like you fight. But before we get into talking about uh, Jack's product that you guys are going to absolutely love, I hear that Jack Wagon train coming in. So, Gunny, bring that train in. Hoorah, Simplify, Do or Die, Hold them High at 8th and I. It is time for the Talking Lead Jack Wagon of the Week. So, brace yourself, baby. All right, so the train has stationed, and we've got a couple of jack wagons that we want to take care of real quick here. And uh, you know, first and foremost, this is uh, probably on the uh, tip of everyone's thoughts here, and it's what's going on in Virginia. And this just happened yesterday, which would have been February the 10th, as you guys are listening to this. Uh, old Governor Northam, Nordham, however you say his name, uh the House committee voted in favor of legislation that bans assault weapons like the AK-47, the AR-15s, and suppressors. Uh, so it says, on the heels of recent protests and Second Amendment sanctuaries continued to pop up across the Commonwealth, Governor Ralph Northam uh, assured his gun reform legislation is no threat to the Second Amendment. <laughs> it's just... I mean, in and of itself, it, it is a threat to the Second Amendment, you bonehead. Uh, Northam welcomed in the passage of gun control bills as historic uh, after a House committee voted to push the legislation forward. The pieces of legislation that we're proposing, they don't threaten the Second Amendment and they are constitutional, so I think everybody should be comfortable with them. Lies! 
flat-out lies, bold-faced lying to everyone as he's sitting there quoting this. Any, any legislation to restrict any of our gun rights is, is, is against the Constitution. It's unconstitutional. So I, I just don't know how he can sit here and they can day after day justify what they're trying to do here as being constitutional. So I'm not going to read that entire article, you guys. This is from uh, 13newsnow.com. Uh, you can go and read the full article there. This is the most recent update that I was able to find as of the recording. Uh, and as you're hearing, I've got videos that keep popping up in the background that I've got to try to shut off. Control bills. Jesus. So I'm shutting this site down. <laughs> so, I wanted to get that story over with so I could get rid of those pop-up videos that keep popping up. I hate those sites, man. Yeah, where you get you start into it and just keep Yeah, it's like if you want me to, to stay on your site and enjoy it, quit giving me these freaking uh, unwanted pop-ups. Yeah. So there's another jack wagon right there. Websites that force you with their stupid pop-ups. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, definitely. What about you, Jack? You got any jack wagons? Well, I got to clarify one thing. I'll just take you back in history a minute because okay. it's a vivid moment in my life. I'm 10 years old, growing up in northwest Kansas. Okay. Right out in front of this store, because we lived on a farm. You went to town on Saturday to shop. There's a shiny, gleaming Kansas Highway Patrol car. Windows are down. There's an AR, and there's a shotgun. Okay. At 10 years old, I knew two things. It would turn out very, very badly if I tried to reach in there and grab a weapon. Because if my dad didn't spank me, I was pretty sure the highway patrol would not appreciate it. Sure. And I also knew the English language shall not be infringed. Mm -hmm. You know, we we hear this stuff. Well, this isn't so bad. We just want to better manage. You know, what do you need a 30-round magazine for? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, if you go back historically, I need it because if the government gets tyrannical, it's so the people could put down an oppressive government. Absolutely. This country, I spent six times I raised my right hand to defend the Constitution with my life and was always prepared to give my life for it. And now I sit back going, the enemies within are far, far scarier than anything we ever fought against. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Because we're just going to peel this away a little bit at a time, you know? Why? Come on, play nice. We're just trying to help you be safer. Right. And some of it can even sound reason. We're trying to but help all the evil people around you. You know, we're trying, well, to, trying to protect you from them. You know, it's all about them trying to protect us from ourselves, which we don't need. They need a case study on what happened in the U.K. Oh, I'm sure there's one there. And Australia, where, oh, hey, we're just going to manage this. We're just going to register. No I mean, harm. they can throw New Zealand in the mix now. You know? yeah, exactly. It's everywhere they've tried to help. It's turned I mean, out bad. It's turned out bad for the, the, the law-abiding citizens. No doubt about yeah. it. Now, Criminals can walk past any legislation anyway. They don't care. Yeah. So Never with have. your background, you'd be a perfect uh, a person to, to address this too. So, you know... This Governor Northam guy, uh, you know, he's time and time again said, you know, if, if people aren't going to abide by these unconstitutional laws that he's going to try and, and impose on his, um, you know, his state, he's going to bring in the National Guard. 
He's going to bring in the yeah. military. He's going to use military force to enforce these. And that's unconstitutional in and of itself, right? Absolutely. I mean, if you look at Guards Title 32, they're not allowed to do that. It violates the Constitution. Title 10, neither of those factions can go in and police up civil anything. Right. And if they do, the POTUS has got to get involved. I mean, the president wouldn't stand for this for two seconds. The Supreme Court, it's all showmanship and gaming. Yeah, it's manipulation, which is how these guys work. They're just they're, and they're manip- not even manipulating; they're lying. They're just they're just yeah. bold faced lying. Yeah, he can't and do what he's threatening to do. And, no, as and a senior, it, no, as a senior NCO, if you ordered me to go round up guns from people's houses. You don't have enough rank to force me to violate the Constitution of the United States. Right. And then and then these sanctuary uh, cities and counties that are popping up, uh, you know, sheriffs in these towns are coming up and saying, look, we're not going to enforce these laws anyway. So, so here's what gets scary. I spent all my time in the military side worrying about it at a global level. We're down to now. If you don't pay attention to who you elect as your sheriff— Mm-hmm. If you don't pay attention to what judges you put on the bench, mm-hmm. we're screwed because those are your last lines of defense. And unfortunately, they're used every day now, the sheriff and the judge. And without them, Second Amendment's forfeit. It's just a matter of time until they get their way. Yep, absolutely. You know, they're just like you said, they're slowly chipping away at it. And we have to be Never more vigilant. Never thought I'd say that. I know, it's ridiculous. And we got to be more vigilant. we got to be more... Uh, vocal about it can't sit back and just you know think that because it's our our innate god-given right that it's always going to be there and we don't have anything to worry about i mean you gave prime examples look at these other countries where it has happened and uh, yeah what's what's happened to those citizens there so be vigilant leadheads uh keep keep an eye on what's going on in virginia because if it if any of this i mean just a sliver of this gets passed through uh, you're going to see a domino effect and it's going to be going through you know all these other, um, all these other states. So, so be aware. All right. So, unless you got anybody else, uh, you know, for the jack wagon, I think that's all I want to do with the jack wagon training this week. Uh, but you, you let heads, if you've got jack wagon nominations, send them in. Talkinglet@gmail.com, and then in the the subject put jack wagon, so I'll know um, where to file that. Otherwise, you know, it's going to slip through my cracks. <laughs> I'm very disorganized, so don't don't send them to me on Facebook. Don't send them to me on Instagram. If you want to send your nominations, email them to me, talkinglet@gmail.com, and put Jack Wagon in the uh, the subject there. All right, so that takes care of our Jack Wagons. We want to uh, we want to do some heroes now. And uh, Jack, you were recently featured. Uh, is it local news there where you were at that you were on? Yes, Dallas Morning News picked up an article. Okay, talk talk about that, and then we'll talk about um, that'll lead us into our uh, who one of our heroes is this week. Yeah, so we went to a uh, sheepdog seminar, and for those who track this, Jimmy Meeks, Carl Chen, Lieutenant Colonel Grossman, they go around the country doing seminars trying to help churches be better prepared. Okay, and Jimmy held a local seminar that. 750 people showed up for. Oh, nice. Us to know him. We come in to bring in equipment. Some guys do training. Some people do just different things related to it. And next thing we know, we're, there's a reporter from Dallas Morning News there, uh, Allie Morris, and she runs an article on what we were doing. 
Shazer primarily interviewed Jack Wilson, the guy, the shooter, who took out the bad guy at the West Freeway Church. Yeah, you know, and he made our um, uh, Air, or Lead Force One hero, Leadhead Brigade heroes uh, a couple weeks ago. Or a couple- yeah, so here's, here's Jimmy wanting to bring this guy out to make sure people see Jack Wilson's a good guy, but what was he really? He's the guy who saw the need to train, be vigilant, and be ready, mm-hmm. you know? That's what Jimmy's trying to do on a much bigger scale. He's probably running sheepdog seminars in 30-plus states now. If people haven't been to one of those seminars, they run anywhere from a couple hours to a couple days. Anytime you see one in your area, it's it's worth a trip to go check it out because they're all about how to help churches and, by extension, schools be safer and be better prepared. And just so uh, there's no confusion, Leadheads, this is not part of Sheepdog Impact Assistance, uh, which is the charitable organization that Talking Lead uh, supports. Ah. So two different two different uh, organizations that we're talking about here. Yeah, it's kind of tough when you start talking Sheepdog. That fits a lot of, but he's specifically Sheepdog Seminars. Okay. If they want to look it up, Jimmy Meeks is the guy running it. Gotcha. Pretty fascinating guy. He's a preacher. For 48 years and retired law enforcement with 35. Oh, nice. And how so long has he been doing this? Close. I'm sorry, what's that? How long has he been doing this? He's on the sheepdog defense thing. He's been at that 10 years because in his own words, he'd say, I never thought I would be up here telling people how to protect the the church. Yeah. He said, but you know, when you go home at night, you love your family. What do you do? You lock your car when you leave in the driveway. You lock your house. People go to church. Should we not love them as much as we love the people in our house and do everything we can to try to make them safe? We're not yeah, trying to be militant or crazy, but you need to be prudent. So are they doing like active shooter training at the at the churches? Is that what they're doing? Yeah, typically, you know, we'll come in there and at least put on a scenario form or two so they can see it. They talk a great deal about how to put in the processes and procedures and the kind of training like, if you're carrying a weapon and you don't have a tourniquet, you're just flirting with your own life. Yeah. Just, or if you bring out common sense stuff. If you're going to carry a weapon and you don't, you haven't taken a, a proper uh, medical training course. Then, exactly. You know. I mean, I saw one guy, you know, he had an accident on his own range and he shot right through his hand. Oh, shit. <laughs> if you're 10 miles down the country, I hope you know how to do a tourniquet. Yeah. On your own arm. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and that's something we stress on our show is if you're going to be a responsible firearms um, uh, carrier, then the medical training is part of that. Absolutely. And it's so, you know, they do that. They talk about, I just shot somebody at my church. What are the next two, three, four, five things you need to do? Yeah. Unless you shoot them in the head like this guy did and you got to worry about them. But let me let me play this little video clip from. Uh, the Dallas news here that you were a part of. Uh, sure. So let me play this. We just have a, a, a burden to help people know how to protect themselves when they're anywhere, but uh, more specifically when they're in a house of worship because you never know what's going to happen like what happened at the West Freeway Church of Christ back in December. And uh, you, know, you know, I just carry a place for this ministry in my heart. I was married in a church where 40 years ago this year a man walked in. I wasn't there that day, but he walked in the church I was married at, shot 15, killed five. And uh, so we want to help people learn what they can do. You know, we, we can... 
We need to make our, put forth our greatest effort to stop these people, and there are things we can do. What I hope the outcome of all of this ends up being is getting people to come become aware of their surroundings, become aware that they are responsible for the large part for their own safety and well-being. Whether they're in church, whether they're in a grocery store, whether they're in Walmart or wherever. You know, I've been a minister 48 years. I've been doing this for about 10 years. This wasn't my choice to do. It's what I'm called to do. So my calling is, and my plea today is, pastors, please love your flock enough to protect them. When you go home at night, don't you roll up the windows on your car, lock the doors. You go in for the night, have supper, kiss those kids goodnight. You lock the windows, lock the doors, secure the garage. You do that because you love your family. Why would you have any less love that turned into uh, protecting them and giving them security? Why would you have any less love when you come to a house of worship? And there you go. That was Jimmy Meeks. And it says that they are a a Tennessee-based company. I think one of the companies that was there is Tennessee-based. He's actually out of Hearst, Texas. Okay. It says a Tennessee-based company putting on training in San Antonio later this year runs one scenario where worshipers are armed with guns that fire non-lethal ammunition and then must track down and confront an uh, and it should be active shooter. Oh no, an actor shooting blanks inside the church. Okay, before they start, participants are told every shot the actor fires represents a child who has been killed. Uh, and said Ken Alexandro of Gate Tactical. Yeah, that's who's running the. That's the Tennessee base. Okay, okay, I've not heard of them before, so I just saw that in this in this article. But you guys can go to dailynews.com. Uh, I'll put a link to this in our show notes as well, so you guys can go and and check this out that that Jack was a part of there. So, what I want to do now, Jack, is we want to talk about this product. We haven't really got in and talked about what uh, what your product is here. So, um, this this is a good good lead in. So, um, we'll wrap up our trains and planes segment there by saying that um, is it Jimmy Meeks. Jimmy Meeks. Jimmy Meeks, uh, welcome to the Leadhead Brigade uh, Heroes Lead Force One. So there you go. So that'll lead us into into Jack's uh, VT2R product that I was very impressed with uh, during the uh, the Antares Alliance Range Day. So so talk about uh, this product. What we're uh, what we've been talking about and leading up to. Well, it's really appropriate to lead with, with Jimmy because I was at one of his seminars about three years ago. And I had people wearing these vests that, at the ones we had, they vibrate or shock. Right. Put on a ball cap and your face is a target. And the training was I'd have people shoot at my chest and they could see the belt light up. And this was using a red cert pistol. Okay. That's okay now, take a shot at my face. And what I recognized very quickly was one out of four, and these were people trained, mm-hmm. struggled or couldn't make that transition at all from body to face. Right. Or this even even st- pointed at you, period. It, it unnerved them completely. Right. And I, and I noticed that when we were there, uh, there were some people that were tr- uh, trying it out before me. Uh, I can't remember the girl's name, but she was some uh, influencer there. And she just couldn't bring herself to point the gun yeah. at you. Because it goes against everything you're trained, you know. It's Absolutely. like don't point your gun at something that you're not prepared to destroy. And obviously, you were no threat, you know. And it it's it's hard to train that way. Yeah. 
but it is so anti-everything you've ever learned because the odds are if you run into an active shooter in close quarters, if they're firing at people, the odds are pretty good your best shot's going to be a face shot yeah, or back of the head. Right. That's where you're going to stop that trigger from pulling on that bad guy's weapon quicker. Mm-hmm. It's also the hardest thing you're going to do because every part of your instinct, if you're shooting mass shots, I don't have to make eye contact with you. Mm-hmm. It's not personal. Or you can make it not personal. Sure. But the minute you raise that weapon and you're making eye contact or you see that human face and you pull that trigger, that's a whole other layer of there's no way it cannot be personal. You're oh. taking a human life. Absolutely. And what I saw were people well-trained to do it. And I'm talking about 300 people that came through there. Yeah. Many of them struggled. And it's like, how do you know? You can do this. There's no good way to train on it because the standard stuff today, you never shoot at the face. You're wearing helmets and throat and crotch plates. Sure, because you got the simunition and that's still, uh, it's projectiles. You're still throwing out projectiles. Yeah, and so, you know, without without trying to say anything negative about them, what I did was try to look at what are the scars. So I can't shoot through glass with simunition. But if I'm in the lobby of a church and I see a bad guy walking in pulling a shotgun, I need to be able to take that shot through glass and not train myself into not shooting through glass. Mm-hmm. If you practice enough times, I know I can't take that shot through the window. You're going to subconsciously believe eventually you can't take a shot through a window. Which you can with a you real can, gun. You absolutely can. Yeah. And so I tried to chisel away some of those negative aspects of it. You, know, okay. you wear goggles, glasses, or you wear foam inserts. That's it. You know, wear a bunch of other gear with the AdTac system, which is designed to get you to take close shots. You can walk up and do a hostage press and shoot somebody. Yeah. We've so talk about this. talk about the components of your system. Yeah. So it, it starts with a barrel that's closed barrel. It's never had a hole through it. So it chambers a unique round of ammo, which is, in this case, 9 millimeter. Mm-hmm. So you get the full report, except we brought it down to about 105, 110 decibels. It's not going to bust your eardrum if the thing fires off in the room. Okay. It's loud, but not detrimental. Sure. There's no toxic, no lead, fully recyclable brass. So you can shoot anywhere, and you don't have to worry about all the environmental impact. That was the other thing that was important. You get and, and you saw it. You get the real smoke. Uh-huh. Yep. Recoil is indistinguishable from live fire. Yep. So we obsessed over making those parts of it right. So when you pull that trigger, every instinct tells you it's a real firearm. You're getting everything except the projectile. Exactly. Now, that means I can train anywhere because I've taken out the toxins and the lead. Any place you want to train is free game. You're not going to. Your biggest risk is the action of a Glock moving or the heat coming off the brass. Yeah. Those are your two highest risks with our system. But now I can shoot through glass. I can shoot in close proximity. I can specifically train to shoot you in the face or the head, which you simply can't do on the other systems. Right. We're also bringing down the cost of ammo dramatically. I mean, we're looking to be 20 30% cheaper than what's out there with better fidelity of training. So once we had that done, then we got the exclusive right to this vest we're bringing, which you saw it lights up. Mm-hmm. Instead of a shock or a vibrate, 
there's lights that come on. Get a visual report. Because what I would see on the others is I'd come in at the end of a scenario, and the guy who took somebody out, you'd look at his belt, and he's been hit 10 times. (laughs) Right. That's, you know, if one of those shots was in the tee box, you didn't make the next step, let alone the next five shots. Yeah. So we're trying to get it quicker, where if I line up and you're blinking lights, it's like, dude, you're out. I don't want to make it sound like laser tag, but you need that visual to know that person is no longer. You're getting hit. But, but then, but then also, you know, I've always, I've heard this, that, you know, people are amped up on either their, the drugs, the adrenaline or whatever. And it's going to take more than one shot to take them down too. You know, you shoot somebody 10 times in the, you know, in the center mass and they can still be coming at you. Which is kind of the other thing I'd like you to train on is if you did two center and one head, mm-hmm. you'd stop that nonsense. If somebody's running at you because they're amped up, yeah, they can't come past the tee box shot. Right. Nobody can. Yep. And so if you integrate that into part of your own defense or your own tactic, you know, two to the body, one to the head, you would stop that because it would be freaking you out if you've hit somebody four times and they're still running. They've got guys on meth that have taken 10, 12 shots and kept running. Yeah, absolutely. Because nobody thought to transition up and take that, that head shot. Yeah. And that's just, to me, that was what was really lacking in all of this is the focus on, yeah, I need to always keep in mind core body shots are good. Mm-hmm. But in a lot of situations, if a guy's got a switch thumb on a bomb switch, your only shot is a head shot to the tee box. Yeah. You hit them anywhere else, that bomb's going off if they're holding a detonator. Now, you're, you're with this, uh, this system, uh, originally you had law enforcement, military in mind, but this is also available to civilians now. Is that correct? You know, and this is a big part of it. We talked earlier about Second Amendment, and I don't believe in restricting it because I, I believe every person who carries a firearm has an absolute responsibility to be responsible. And I'm not going to go out and try to assume, do I need to run a background on check on you to make sure I think you're capable of firing a firearm? Mm-hmm. I think constitutionally you're entitled to have one. If you're not responsible with it, there's already plenty of laws to hold you accountable. Right. We don't need a bunch of politicians. But if you want to train more, why should you not be able to train more? You that's have that right. freedom. I think that's part of what I spent 33 years trying to make sure you had the freedom to do. Was things like that, that and this just opens to, up uh, yeah and this just opens up a whole like you said a whole other way to train uh to to a level that you're not you know you've not ever been able to train before and uh and do it safely you know do it do it yeah. safe and it gives you more options where to train also so uh you can realistically you know people if they're you know teaching active shooting at a church at a school you can go to that church that school and you know, instead of trying to, to simulate it somewhere off-site, you can go there and you can do the training with this. Uh, I don't know what you're calling your ammunition. It's not simunition, but it's... Uh, it's ADTAC 9mm ammo. There you and go. This, it's, everything's ADTAC. It's yeah. the ADTAC you, system like you said, better. you get everything except the projectile, and then uh, you know, with these vests that you've integrated with it, then you're getting the, you know, the feedback on uh, your hits that way too and the range on this we haven't talked about the range what kind of range uh, do we have on this well that was the the bonus i got i went into this being close quarter tactical 
I mean, that's what I really wanted. Was and by the way, if you want to learn how to clear your house, mm-hmm. we ought to be able to come teach you how to do that. A great way would be with our gear in your house. Yeah, in your own home. Yeah, you're not discharging a firearm, and unless it's 80 decibels at your neighbor's door, which it won't be, mm-hmm. you're not disturbing the peace. Sure. So I can't imagine the. I mean, some states should have trouble, but in most free-thinking states, you could do this. I mean, probably what you'd want to do is contact your local law enforcement and let them know what you're doing at your house. Uh, That way, if a neighbor, nosy neighbor does uh, call, then things. Yeah, we put up signs, reality-based training in progress. You know, no armed people, and that includes police, don't come past this point carrying a weapon. Right. But that was all part of the thinking is to give you the full continuum of training for any kind of a, you encounter a bad guy with a gun, we can set you literally in any location, in any place, and train you in that location and in that place. And I'm not going to, again, I'm not going to vet out civilians commercially if people want it. I mean, they're going to sign waivers. You're going to have to agree that you're responsible. But... Beyond just my own liability, I'm not at all concerned about somebody being able to train on this. There's plenty of instructors out there that I think can really help people improve their their own confidence and capability using our gear. Yeah, and this would be a great addition to uh, those instructors that are out there training, uh, like you said, the, the close quarter uh, defensive combat skills uh, where they're implementing not only the firearms but blades, pepper sprays, tasers you know, other type uh, close quarter um, devices. Yeah, I put tasers on simulators and teach people to use them as well. So you ask about the accuracy. This was the bonus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I bought some inexpensive targets. They're laser-based. And we started backing up, and we were hitting a 5-inch target at 40 yards with a Glock 17, nice. indoor or outdoor. Or transition where we're shooting through a house or through a room mm-hmm. outside. Okay. Then we took our AR-9, which I hope everybody will look on the website and see. It's just a badass weapon. And give your website so they can go look this as we're talking. They can look at it as we're talking. Yeah, it's vt2r.com. Is in Victor, Tango, the number two, R is in Romeo.com. Okay, cool. And you'll see on there that like the AR, then we took it at 50 yards outdoors full daylight and it's smacking a five inch plate what buddy of mine who's a marine i had him move back to 80 yards he'd never touched that weapon before and he's nailing a five inch target at 80 yards in full daylight is this using laser technology yeah so what it is there's a laser in the barrel when the weapon fires it closes the switch on that laser which sends it one pulse off that laser to whether it's a vest or a target or a firearm simulator, sure. which we can integrate with any system you want. We just got to know the technology. Yeah. yeah. So you can be in a laser video game shooting ducks with this stuff on a <laughs> laser shot simulator if you wanted to, or killing zombies. You can do it all with the ADTAC basic system, the barrel and the ammo. We just hang the laser you need. and So the one training scar is in theory – I could back up 300 yards and hit a target exactly because the laser won't drop. At some range, you'd have to realize, wait a minute, you know, that round is going to vector at some point. But yeah. anything under 100 yards, indoors, outdoors, or combination, we can absolutely train marksmanship. 
and close quarter combat and put it on a simulator we could shoot skeet with a rifle or a pistol and it's you're limited only by your imagination at that point which is also why it's commercial not just for law enforcement or armed security sure and of course you know just leave it leave it to uh uh an innovative entrepreneur to you know come like you said to come up with some sort of a uh, game for it you know to to help with whatever you know competition yeah. shooting you know whatever it may be absolutely so, that, that, that's, we just want that's to be exciting there to yeah <laughs> integrate with whatever you want to shoot we'll figure out how to do it um, so go check them out let heads at vt2r dot com and that's a virtual training virtual tactical training resource and it's jack mills you guys will see the website there uh, do you have a YouTube channel, or you got everything on your website there, videos? and Yeah, there's a, VT2R has a YouTube channel as well. Okay. If you go to our website, you can click on my LinkedIn or our YouTube channel or just the uh, the other videos we're playing. Okay. Are you on uh, Instagram, Facebook, all that too? Yeah, that's what I should have said. It's Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram are icons right on our landing page. Gotcha, gotcha. There's a lot of stuff integrated on our page as well, but we also take and, it right out stuff and i'll have links in the show notes uh, as well leadheads that you guys can click on that and uh we didn't talk we, you know we didn't talk the price on this so for for your um your starter kit what are we looking at yeah so keep in mind right now we're kind of we're at the beginning so my quantities are low sure a vest runs twenty four hundred dollars with the ball cap um uh-huh. ammo is going to be about 45 cents around the barrel and the laser are running about a $500 investment. The AR-9 is going to be about 1000 bucks. That's buying two. If somebody wants to buy more, then we got to talk. Obviously, as we get on quantity, prices will come down. Sure. The whole theory behind this for me, what started me, was I want to find those veterans for law enforcement or people that do training. Mm-hmm. You think about this, four of my vests with barrels and ammo is well below $15,000 investment in a Pelican case that you could easily take out and charge $1,000 for a single day of training. Yeah. And, you know, you and I were talking earlier off air before we started. uh, There are several companies out there now that are specializing in active shooting, active shooter training where they're going to schools, they're going to churches, they're going to... Uh, businesses, you know, they're going to you know, Fortune 500 companies and teaching, you know, people there how to uh, react to active shooters. Not necessarily teaching these people how to shoot and defend themselves, but as this church was saying, you've got an actor that's going around and shooting, and how these people could react in different um, different ways, you know, that that don't have firearms. So, um, well, we were just at a church on Sunday. And it was with our partners at Law Shield, U.S. Law Shield, Texas Law Shield. We went into a congregation where they wanted to understand active shooter. They're setting up their security team, their safety team, but they invited their congregants to stay. Mm-hmm. So they would also have an idea of what it sounds like because normalcy bias will make you think that gunfire is anything but gunfire. Right. Trying to justify something non-life-threatening yeah absolutely it's like, yeah, that can't be happening that just right. can't be happening here it's got to be something else yeah and what we saw coming out of there was these people you know you say it over and over if you're caught in a public place if you go running 
and you don't know where the bad guys are, you may run yourself right into the crossfire and get shot. Yeah. So no matter where you are, your best bet is to hit the floor, get down low. If you're carrying, pull your weapon for your own defense, because sometimes they'll come down shooting down rows in a church, and then you might have that shot. But if I jump up in the middle of a church and I shoot the bad guy right in the face, as a police officer walks in, what does he see? He sees me shooting a guy in the face. Mm-hmm. There's every chance I'm going to take a bullet because I'm not part of that safety team. I'm not part of the solution. All right. I just made myself part of the problem. Yeah. And you don't know this stuff if you don't train on it. I mean, look at Virginia Tech. Yeah. They, that girl was in that room. They got shot three times, as did everybody in that room. Jeez. They're all adults. What did they know? She grabbed her chair like they did in earthquake drills in California. Because mm. that's the teaching she had to fall back on. Yeah. Nobody's ever said, God, when you hear what's gunfire, you think it may be slam a desk in front of the door, get 10 people behind it. Yeah. You can't deny entry. Grab a flagpole. A fi- I wish every classroom had a fire extinguisher with chemical. Right. Because it's that. Yeah, you definitely use that. Everything. Your, all your moisture is gone, and you can't see for 45 seconds. And what's the harm in having a small fire extinguisher in my kid's classroom? Uh, other, than, other than you get some smart-ass kid that's going to go around and <laughs> spray people in the face. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so. But if you've never thought about this. But that's a good uh, – I mean, something I've not really thought about, though. But, yeah, I mean – they train for everything else other than the active shooter. And what are they going to, they're going to fall back on what they're trained to do. So like you said, that one chick was trained for earthquakes and she went and grabbed her chair, you know, yeah, because real still, she knew she was going to get shot each time. And if you haven't heard her video in a while, it's compelling because all but two people in that classroom died because that guy left and came back three times. And uncontested anybody. Let's not touch him at the door. Let's stop him. Yeah. And Unbelievable. If you've never had that training, you wouldn't know your instinct would be to run, probably. Yeah. But you, you know, my kids are back in a classroom. I've really got that instinct to jump and run. Worst possible scenario, if you have people there that are going to respond for you, like a security team. Absolutely. Let them do their response. And it's, and it's great that you have come out with this product. I mean, it's another viable option for people to uh, not only active shooter training, but just self-defense training. You can take it to a whole new level with uh, Jack's virtual tactical uh, training research. So check him out, uh, vt2r.com. And uh, we're going to get into our, our SHOT Show interviews now, Jack. We've got uh, a whole slew that we're going to do. Like I said, we're going we're gonna to hit you guys with the Caltech interview that we did. And, of course, Buck Nyes was the official lead quarters for the 2020 SHOT Show. And uh, I've been messing around with several of their uh, tactical line knives that they've got now. They've come out with a very nice uh, tactical line. They've got the ground combat knives, and they've got that talon. Uh, You can go to their website. They've got them listed there. Uh, But then, of course, over the hunting season, you guys know that I was up there around November, and I picked up a couple of nice uh, skinners and hunting knives. I got uh, one of their sentries. Uh, I've got their uh, the Omni Hunter, uh, which is a nice skinner, and then probably one of my favorite pocket knives that I've uh, I've had in a long time uh, is their uh, they call it the Czar, 
and it's kind of a, a hybrid tactical rescue uh, kind of knife where it's got a seatbelt cutter, it's got a glass breaker on it, but just the feel of that knife uh, is really nice. And to kind of tie that in, we, uh, we were introduced to Jason Johnson, who is a pro knife thrower. He's a professional knife thrower <laughs> at SHOT Show. And uh, he's had some, some shows on the History Channel, so some of you leadheads may have heard him. So we're going to have Jason Johnson uh, on this episode and a, a couple of more of our uh, cool interviews from the 2020 SHOT Show. So we're going to bring those to you now. All right, leadheads, we are back at the 2020 SHOT Show, coming at you from the lead quarters. Buck Knives. Uh, there you go. <laughs> of Buck Knives, sponsors of the Talking Lead Podcast, this uh, 2020 SHOT Show. And uh, you brought a, a guest along with you. Yes, Booksy. sir. Yeah, we brought in Jason Johnson. Professional knife thrower. I didn't know there was such a thing as professional knife throwers. So you're I, making a living at this, huh? Uh, yeah. I mean, you got to be pretty damn good to be doing that, right? Well, you know, it's an interesting thing, man. It's been a wild ride for me for the last four years, but I've been throwing knives since the Berlin Wall was fell, had fallen. You know? Okay. So I'm about nine years old, in the 80s, throwing knives and... Uh, Living in a small town, you don't have much to do. Right. Watch too many martial arts movie marathons as a kid. I love those. Right? Those and are you, my uh, favorite. Yeah. So I get out there, and I, what I did was I didn't have anybody else to tell me what I could do or couldn't do. So logic, science, and, and application actually is the driving force. So when it comes to throwing a knife, it became a how can I control the rotation of the knife as opposed to just throwing it like a stick or, right. or, or a rock. Or a rock, or yeah. yeah. So... <clears throat> It's been a wild ride coming out of the woodwork. Uh, I think I came out of the woodwork with a video where I throw a soda can like 20 feet and pin it to the target with a knife. And it became the farthest thrown object pinned to a target with a knife, a world record. So wait a minute. So you threw a can and then you threw a knife. Right. So I throw the can first and I see where it's going to hit the target because you've got to make all three intersect at one time. Right. Like the wide receiver and the quarterback. Sure. Same yeah. time. So you throw the... And then you hit where the knife's where where it's gonna stick. Yeah. And that way. And then the force the of the right. knife will carry it into the target. Right. So, I mean, it's just training for a moving target, and I've done it for a lot oh of years gosh. of my life, but I never really recorded it because it was like the first cell phone I ever had that could take video, and I was yeah. like, well, shit, I'll video it, you know. So, and it became like a thing. Everybody called me a wizard and a warlock and all kinds of weird <laughs> stuff, and I was. <laughs> Or photoshopping or, you know, yeah. something like that. It so, wasn't, wasn't real. Right. And then, you know, people are like, how do you throw this way? And what distance are you? Everybody asks me that in the, the knife throwing community. What yeah. is the distance? And I'm like, I've never measured before in my life what the distance is. So I actually pulled out a tape and start and measured how far I was. I was like, wow, I didn't realize I was 23, 25 feet. But right. in my method of throwing, think of it like this. 10 feet or less, it doesn't spin at all. Your delivery rate's 100%. Just like I'm projecting a saber cut forward. Okay. After 10 feet to about 30 feet. It only spins once. So if I'm controlling that spin, how much does balance really matter? It doesn't. So what it becomes is uh, I'm actually projecting that cut forward, mm -hmm. and that'll go through about 2,500 pages in a phone book. I can. Uh, <clears throat> we've thrown through 65 layers of a bulletproof so I, vest. And Kevlar. I guess the reason you know that is because you've done that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Several times. We've recorded it. I, uh, you know, it's a, it's a jaw-dropping thing even for myself. Coming up and, and seeing what physics actually translates into being, it's, it's, yeah. it's fun for me. You know what I mean? I get to throw through car doors and um, bulletproof vests, and we've tested uh, Innocent Armor sent me uh, some gear recently, which is their plain clothes bulletproof gear. You right. know, down vests look like non, you know, inconspicuous gear. And yeah. I warned them, <laughs> just so you know, that knife is going to go right through that vest. And they're like, really? And I was like, yeah, both panels. It don't stop knives. It's it doesn't stop, stop it. Right. But, you know, the physics are is now just becoming to where... 
I mean, shoot, man, you look up in the encyclopedia, it says you can't throw a knife as hard as you can stab it because you're only throwing the weight of the knife. And when you stab, you have your body weight. And I'm like, that's the wrong public school uh, thinking. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? Because, you know, I'm throwing, I've taught uh, guys like Max Mullen, Army Ranger Hall of Famer, served in Grenada. He's a uh, uh, Universal or uh, Martial Arts Hall of Fame. He's just, he's got a dossier so long, I don't even right. know. But he's a good buddy of mine. And I'm showing him what I'm doing, and he's going, are you kidding me? And, you know, like Pat McNamara, Ray Cash Care, those guys, Wes Whitlock, mm-hmm. those are ex, you know, those are my heroes, you know. Sure. And I go down to Texas, and, and Wes knows what I did, and he's like, yeah, we're going to teach, teach you guys some knife throwing. And, you know, Pat's like, knife throwing. I could tell, you know, because <laughs> the, the common thought, you know, what's that circus Yeah, who's going to throw a knife, yeah. And when I do that first throw a knife, knife? And, uh, and Pat McNamara just goes, holy S-bomb. He's just couldn't believe it and he was like really and then once i showed him that's actually applicable it can be done just by looking at the target any way you can make a cut you can throw a knife and deliver it effectively which was widely known historically before we started shooting things like bows and arrows Mm -hmm. Uh, cultures didn't war like they did until we started shooting things to each other right because personal combat disappeared you know what i mean it became we're shooting arrows Instead of throwing spears and throwing using blades. Throwing spears, right. yeah. Yeah, and using knives to cut people apart. So it's a lot more personal in conflict when you have to go hand-to-hand. And, well, um, warrior or elites, you know, uh, leaders wouldn't have men war so frivolously yeah. if it was like that. Sure. Um, so, you know, there's things to take into consideration of historical uh, relevance. And I didn't have anybody telling me what I could and couldn't do, man. So it's uh, it's been a trip. And uh, Now, are you throwing uh, just, like crazy shaped objects and, yeah, and making yeah. them stick? Or you and so you asked me, you know, do I make a living at this? And I'm like, well, yeah. And so there's two different methods of throwing. One is throwing for competition, which in a lot of competitions, there's money that can be won and stuff, but that's a totally different method. Yeah. My main bread and butter is I teach police, military, and special forces how to disassemble somebody with a blade. I do so course, more self-defense. Right, close quarters disassembly with the blade in your hand as well as implemented throwing. And once I get done with these guys and they realize that, look, I can have a can of soup in any non-permissive environment in the world, and um, I can collapse your chest with it, and, and it's a can of soup. And once they realize that, look, it's a transfer of technique, it doesn't have to be a knife, it's going to do the same thing in the time that I need it to do it, whether it sticks or not. Right. I'm, I'm either using it as a throw and go or, you know, throw and attack yeah. weapon, you know what I mean? Bridging the gap to deliver a transfer of force. The blade doesn't stop. You know, I've had guys, they... Uh, what can you throw a knife through? Well, well, I've thrown it through a deer. You take a knife without handle scale, so it's through just a deer. Yeah, so it's just skinny. You know, just one flat blade mm-hmm. and a sharp. Nothing stops that. Have be- you measured the force of your throws? Is there a way if to do that? If you find someone to be able to do that, you put me in touch with them, my friend, because uh, it's like this: the weight of the knife times the speed of the travel is your foot pounds of force e equals mc squared. All right. But you have to reduce that to micro inch pounds and now to zero because it's sharpened. Mm-hmm. So how do you measure the actual penetration force to what point? Only when the profile starts to be gained in size, when the knife penetrates, can you actually measure its resistance of penetration? What if, um, you know, those, uh, those, those punches, they have those punches that punch measure meters, right? punch meters. Could you not throw into one of those and... The problem is it'll go into the, the punch meter and you it won't. Yeah. Well, you could do you could do like a steel. Sure. You know a steel thing and it's gonna it's gonna. But that hit measures it. the steel surface. It won't measure how much force I'm putting on the point <clears throat> of the knife, right? So like, yeah. uh, look at it this way: if I take a bulletproof vest and shoot it with a broadhead, what happens? It goes right through it. Yeah. It doesn't even stop because you're putting all that force, of the weight of it, onto a very sharp edge. Unlike a bullet, 
has much more surface area. It may be going faster, but it weighs way less. Mm -hmm. And it's going, you know, it has much more surface area. And that's what catches and stops the round in a bulletproof vest. Well, the knife is ground to zero. So its penetration force is almost incalculable until it starts to gain in size. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I travel around doing a lot of private classes, demos. I've, I've had guys travel to me at my house in Nebraska from all over the world. Uh, Athens, Greece, uh, special forces dudes came to my house and mm -hmm. just so many people. Uh, Justin Melnick from CBS, the SEAL team, I t taught him how to throw knives. And he's actually a cop in New York. Cool. Really cool guy. And uh, it's just been a so while. So these people drive. that you've trained, um, and I mean, you could probably tell a little bit, but you don't have to give names or anything like that. But are people actually using this? Have they used this to defend themselves or to sure. so whatever they do? You know, Traditionally, you know, guys that seek me out have been in situations that they want better training because of what happens you yeah. know in situations so you know like i show people a stab is almost ineffective if you stab in you cut out but i you know like i can butcher a cow in six hours by myself so there's a lot to be learned from butchering of animals which i'm sure you've done yourself mm -hmm. and, and where to cut what to cut why to cut to shut someone off same thing with the bullet you can shoot someone and injure sure. them or you can shoot someone and disable them just depends on what it hits yeah. so when i'm showing guys what to cut where to cut how to cut i'm not showing them 50 different moves i'm not showing them all the stuff i'm showing them what why how right. and how to now you're not it, just teaching you know. the throwing you're teaching yeah, how to shut somebody knife. off yeah in close quarters in right. close quarters so like yeah. I, I ask cops all the time what's your biggest fear and they all have the you same consensus cut. well no i mean their biggest fear as a cop and they all come up to the same consensus when in different words is what's your biggest fear when my weapon falls out of battery someone's over top of me taking my life and there's no one to help me Right. So and that's it. I mean, we've seen the videos and everybody knows what happens. I mean, that's a big fear. If my weapon fails to fire or, you know, they lose control the, of the situation right. yeah. and someone's over top. Of them. So I teach them to take a small three and a half foot forged blade and disassemble or disable the movement of the actual person. You have to stop them from being able to move. Look, you can have your guts fall out on the ground and still move, mm -hmm. still be fighting. Uh, we've seen guys get shot so many times and continue. You saw the one in the Chicago recently where the guy had a knife and was come charging at that cop and he actually put a couple stabs to that cop. Mm -hmm. It was like nine, 10 rounds a guy fired, didn't drop him. He finally afterwards fell over from the injuries catching up to disable him. But right. if he'd shot to disable him, which isn't the easiest thing to do under duress, it sure. really isn't. Look, I tell cops all the time, you always tell the ones that have been doing something or have seen some stuff, because mm -hmm. they won't laugh. They know what I'm talking about. I'm like, look guys, your first three rounds you fire when you have to fire rounds, it's a bad dream. You're going, why is it not doing anything? I don't see anything <laughs> happening. The guy's still Am carrying on his continued... Yeah. Exactly. Who yeah, put blanks in my gun? Right. Yeah. And so, and it's a scary thing, but once, but you give them the information so they have something to process and digest. So that way they break off the X. They step off the line of the guy coming at them because they know that that's trained to them. So they know, oh, I'm not just going to stand here and try to drop the guy. And then they go, why is he not stopping? So, you know, there's training that goes into it, but... Yeah. That blade is the same as the gun when it comes to disabling. Now, when you're when you're talking about this, uh, so I watched this movie recently. I probably watched it like four times um, on my way here on the plane and you know stuff like that. John Wick Three. Yeah. The knife fight that oh, they're man. doing in that, you know. Yeah. Uh, you want to know what the most accurate representation of a knife throw on the silver screen actually was that I've ever seen? You remember the movie Crocodile Commando? Dundee? Nope, nope. <laughs> uh, that was a good scene, though. He hit him in the butt of the knife in the right. back of the head. Yeah. Yeah, that's called the butt stick. Master Ken coined that term. You ever see that video him and I did? Uh -uh. Yeah, he's uh -uh. like, he threw the knife, and it happened to stick by the butt when I was showing him, you know, in the video. Yeah. And he's like, I was, he's like, it's a butt stick. 
A butt stick. You ever heard of a butt stick? And I was like, <laughs> I think so. And he's like, I got one in the truck. <laughs> he's funnier than heck. But, um, what was the movie? Uh, uh, the movie was... Most uh, accurate knife commando. You said commando? The most accurate uh, representation of a real knife throw that I've seen was in Commando when Arnold Schwarzenegger turns around and throws that big bayonet blade at the guy and it goes boom and he goes, stick around. Remember that? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And it goes right through the guy and pins him to the wall. The only thing they got wrong was the guy wasn't screaming bloody murder that he got a knife <laughs> thrown through him. He died right away. Like, no, it, yeah. wouldn't, it would be screaming bloody murder. Yeah, would he be pinned to the wall? Of course. Yeah. Like I was telling you earlier, I throw a knife through a deer because the blade doesn't stop. When I talk to military field medics and stuff, and we actually get to nerd out on, like, the biological aspects of what goes on when I throw a knife and injuries and shrapnel and all that kind of thing. Right. Because a lot of people don't know about the hard membrane that covers your organs. They don't know that a stab, you can get stabbed 20 times, and maybe only six or seven of those will actually penetrate an organ because mm-hmm. the, the speed of the knife stab, the fact that it might not be super sharp, and the organs are very tough to cut. Right. You so, got bones and everything in the way. Well, I mean, the actual, like, your liver and all that stuff has a... Like a yeah, membrane. the membrane. Yeah. yeah, and that's hard to cut. You've cut. You, oh yeah, deer. Yeah, you yeah. know, deer. The same thing. Harvested deer. Yeah. Different animals actually have different types of membranes. A human, according to their age, gender, and and um, their age and gender, and sometimes their uh, heritage can change how that membrane is in the body. Some are thicker than others. Some have yellowing to them. When you age, they get thicker. They get tougher. Um, so there's a lot of demographic and variables yeah. that we cover science that. that goes into this yeah a lot of science and uh, yeah. it's really cool to experiment but you take a blade that has no scales on it and i some buddies of mine we had a deer one time without being gutted because it was a high backstrap shot if you know what i'm talking mm-hmm. about and it was a, one we had tracked for a ways and i'm like i'm taking this home we're gonna test it oh yeah because we use the guts for other things too i mean we use them for bait we use them for tracking we use them for the old indian methods yeah and um so I put that knife up and took my handle scales off my knife and it was a, a cold steel true flight thrower. And it's a single edge, straight blade, razor sharp, unwrapped the handle so it's just flat. Okay. And I go, are you guys ready? And they're like, yeah. And I didn't know because this is the first time I'd ever te- tested that. Yeah. I threw that thing and I just saw the fur fluff. You know when you shoot like with a bow? Mm-hmm. See yeah. that fur fluff? Right. And I kind of blinked and I was going, what in the heck? Well, we gutted that deer and I had chainmail gloves on. We're gutting that deer and I'm slicing open. I'm pulling guts out, looking for it real quick. No knife. Well, you know, the inside of a rib cage is real smooth, Mm -hmm. right? The deer's rib cage is smooth. On the inside, yeah. Of course. And I'm feeling around, no knife. And and then you could feel that tiny. Well, I didn't feel it at first. I started seeing the red of the actual wound on the other side of the rib cage. And I was like, no way. And I put my finger in it. Well, it had cut part of the rib Mm -hmm. and slipped right through. What we figured out was it was five foot on the other side of the deer laying on the grass with some lung butter on it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. and uh, Which is amazing to see. And, you know, at the time, you know, it was 10 years ago or so. Sure. And I talked to medics about it later, and they're like, you know, and I'm explaining what I think is happening. And they're like, you're right. And what happens is when I throw that knife and it hits flesh, it almost sheathes it and it stops its rotation. Because, first of all, it's already spinning very slowly. Remember Mm -hmm. I said one rotation or no rotation. So it's not spinning fast. It's driving forward. Right. Once it hits those organs... It stabilizes its rotation because it's like slipping it into a fleshy sheath. Yeah, it's putting it in its sheath. Yeah, yeah. so, so the inertia just out drives forward. Gonna... Yeah, and I was like, wow, you know. Because it's got nowhere to, t- it can't turn anymore. It can't anymore. tilt anymore, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you've got so the, the, the friction of, of the both sides of the flesh. So you got it. You got it, man. And it's, it's just a wild And the lubricity of the organs. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll tell you what. And, you know, and, and what we're talking about is disabling versus injury. Yeah. I've been wanting to say lubricity all day. I'm going to have to use that word now. There you go. Um, but, you know, we were talking about uh, injuring versus disabling. Right. I had a squirrel in my backyard that used to like stealing my chicken's food. 
He's and I'm like, used to is the key word. There. Used to. <laughs> yeah. I know yeah. it's coming. <laughs> so, well, he would steal my chicken's food, and I'd be like, hey, you get out of there. And he'd bark at me on the tree. Well, one time I threw a knife at him and pinned him to the tree with a knife. And that squirrel, you know, on a squirrel, the knife is like from our shoulder to our hip across his body. It's big yeah, know, compared yeah. to the squirrel size. That thing let go of the tree and tried to pull the knife out. Really? Oh, that was wow. the most determined, logical thing I'd ever seen nature do. Grabbing the knife blade and biting it, I can see the squirrel doing, but trying to pull out yeah. was the he was strangest thing. To pull it out. It, yes, out instead of just biting it or, just, you know, whatever. Yeah. It was just crazy Take to it see. Take it he didn't succeed. It, no, no, I, I, I freaked out. I was like, whoa, and I ran up and cut his head off real quick. You know, obviously I didn't waste it, but. Um, no, keep yeah. talking, keep talking. Yeah, that was a wild thing to be able to see, man. It was uh, just a, well, I'll tell you, after that, what happened, you know, the Ruger Air Magnum? 22 caliber pellet rifle yeah my buddy shot one with one of those and it shot it in the tail and it actually severed the tail from the squirrel and the lead from the round somehow pinned it into the bark of this maple tree the tail yeah the squirrel <laughs> took off running up the tree without his tail. barking and you know freaking out and yeah. about two minutes later the thing comes back down the tree and tries to pull his tail out really i could not believe it like just think about it trying to pull its tail out that's yeah. just as, as a nature he's like, process. He's like, wait a minute, stuff. I left something behind. Yeah, I, left, yeah. I want to put it back. Like, are you going to pin the tail back on the squirrel? No, it's not going to work, man. <laughs> That's hilarious. It's gone. Yeah, so. But that no, it's, that uh, would be a good video. But, yeah. you know, it's a really interesting demographic because people forget things that have been said in history like, you killed me. You ever heard that phrase? Of course. It used to be uttered a long time, you know, for a mm-hmm. long time before medical attention could do the things that it could do. The phrase, you killed me, was uttered quite a bit. You shoot somebody in the lower abdomen, it's going to take them some hours to die. Mm-hmm. And they acknowledge that they were dead. So the fact that you know, there's so die. much that's just been forgotten of close quarters stuff. I mean, everybody trains on guns and all that stuff. And I, I get it. I love, you know, I train firearms as well. And, uh, you know, I grew up with them and all that stuff. But the, the, there's a reason why they want me to go down to Africa and train those women. Because you can't use a gun like that in close quarters in the bush. You know what I mean? There's plenty of times now, where... Wait a minute, you're going to Africa to train women... Yeah, so a company called the Different Rhythm Foundation reached out to me, and they want me to go down to South Africa and train the Akashinga women, which are women that fight poachers. They're actually natives there. They're like the uh, the villager women. Uh, mm-hmm. British Special Forces guys, the one that started them. And you know what makes sense? Because African women know everything that's going on. They're women. They hear all the hubbub. <laughs> they hear all the rumors. They know what's going on. Yeah. So they took those women and they trained them how to fight poachers, not on, uh, but in the African bush. Okay. And poachers won't. Fight them with twice. guns or with knives guns, or knives whatever? Fight everything, yes. They, they stop poachers. And these women, I kind of was reluctant. And then they sent me a couple videos of those women doing their thing, and I was like, okay, they're ready. These women are Because tough. it's legal to kill poachers in Africa, Oh, yeah, it? but you, can, you have to be an African native to carry a gun. So you can't, ha- like, I couldn't go there and, and carry a Unless firearm. Unless you're a contractor, though, right? Nope. It has to be private property. Even as a contractor, I cannot carry a firearm. Hmm. It's private property, or you're okay. an African native. So the, anytime you see a military guy or whatever going down there, from what I've been told, they're on sanctuaries or on private properties when they're uh, carrying, fighting, yeah, when they're doing that, which is okay. fine. And that's probably um, what I, I'm referring to. Sure. Like seen, yeah. there's been a few organizations that have done that in the past, but I just watched these women and I was like, oh, they're, they're ready. These women are dedicated. They're, they're tough. They're legit. Yeah. And um, so I'm like, you yeah, have gone do down it. there or you're going down there? We're going down there this year, apparently. Okay. So, well, that'd be exciting. Which I mean, yeah, I'd love to go see the most beautiful continent on the planet. Right? Yeah. And uh, if I make may- it back, oh, it would be worth it even if Maybe I don't. Maybe throw a knife through a, 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 a Cape Buffalo no, or no, something. We're, yeah. we're going there to help Harvest protect animals, so we want to. We wanna, but you know what? Those women, they, they saw the primal habitat utility cutting tool that I'm developing, mm-hmm. and 
they were just like, we need that in the African bush. And um, so you're developing your well, own. There's your only own two knife? that exist right now. One of them's going out for prototyping. Uh, you know, my saber tooth and the baby tooth and that primal are like my three main tools that it's you know I've developed over 30 years. So mm -hmm. all the science of my throwing and all that stuff has gone into those saber teeth, which are patent pending. And they're, um, okay. you know, which is a fixed blade. Now is there a, is there a website or somewhere where we can go and, and check sure. these out? You can uh, go to realjasonjohnson.com. That's my webpage. That'll basically intertwine you with all my other stuff. But if you just search Pro Knife Thrower on Instagram, Facebook, or anything else like that, you'll find me. And, uh, yeah, that's uh, I've got a few videos out there where Jerry Michalek's the world's fastest shooter. Oh, yeah. And I'm apparently the world's fastest knife thrower. And we have some fun putting a video together. So if you all check out my page, you'll, you'll be able to see You'll try to outdo one another? Just for fun, because you know it's cool to see what the two fastest people in their industries can do. You know, and absolutely. So we don't really yeah. announce the times or anything, but the results are clear, and we have a lot of fun. We'll be doing some stuff together in the future. Jerry's one of my idols, man. I've been watching him since nineteen ninety-five. Yeah, I think, you know? I think everybody idolizes. Yeah, no, Jerry. and how can you not? He's such a great guy. He you is. You know what I mean? And uh, now you you did a TV show uh, not too long ago too, right? You yeah, on a TV show. Talk yeah. about that and where people can go and then. So there's check a show out. on the History Channel called Knife or Death, and it was forged in fires knife or death oh okay and it was a pretty cool show it was a competition cutting which is a super wild cutting competition where i go on with the a kukri and we get a cut like they give you a course but there's like old frozen deep sea fish and uh -huh. you know chickens and you know bamboo and just all these courses a crazy cutting competition i just blow through that thing like you wouldn't believe man <laughs> like goldberg was one of the judges and two lamb was one of the judges and they just couldn't keep up with me it's so funny listening to their commentary because cool. to me i'm just like yeah let's go cut some stuff and they're like we can't keep up with this guy. Let's, you know, he said something like, let's sit back and watch this beauty run, you know, <laughs> which is hilarious, you know. And at SHOT Show last year, I'm walking down the thing, and Goldberg, you know, sneaks up behind me, gives me a big old bear hug. What are you doing? Picks me up off the ground, you know. But, yeah, it's cool meeting people like that. And like, doing you know stuff, better so. than that, Goldberg. Cha -cha -cha. Yeah, I know. <laughs> As you're stabbing yeah, him. <laughs> no, Goldberg's a great guy, man. And, uh, you, know, you know, they say never meet your heroes, but I've met a lot of my own in the military world and the shooting world, and I say, you know what? That's, yeah, not, that's you, not true at all. You've you met know? some interesting cats, I'm sure, yeah. Yeah, I know. So it's been a lot of fun now, recently. Now, you got any projects coming up or uh, TV shows or anything like that? Yeah, so um, can catch you? we've got a lot of things coming up. We'll be doing some stuff with Jerry, and with any luck, we'll be designing some stuff with some companies you may have heard of. Yeah, yeah, maybe the uh, official headquarters here at Buck Knives. All right, and yeah. uh, we'll get some cool stuff going in. I'm, I'm all about form and function. I'm all about inclusivity, not exclusivity. I travel all around teaching what I, what I love to people and, and showing yeah. people what they can actually do to be able to defend themselves. You know what I mean? Uh, you got 10,000 crimes that happen with firearms in this country a year, on mm -hmm. average. And that means there's 10,000 times that somebody didn't or couldn't defend themselves lawfully with a weapon. Right. So that, you know. Amen. 800,000 people kidnapped in this country a year. Holy kidnapped cow. or trafficked. And that's an astronomical number. And I'd prefer if my job gave people the ability to be able to defend themselves walk right. with confidence and be Absolutely. able to know what they're capable of so, so give your uh, give your contact info one more time your social media your website and all that sure uh, pro knife thrower realjasonjohnson.com you can find me there uh, hopefully you guys see me around and if uh, i do a lot of training and stuff we'll be down in arizona in march so okay yeah pro knife thrower you'll find me wherever Very wherever cool. good knife throwers are sold <laughs> jason i greatly appreciate you taking time to be on the show and uh not a problem and talking to the leadheads man yeah it's been an honor my friend absolutely you guys go check out jason on uh, all his social medias and his website and i guess history channel and go check out maybe those reruns still running knife or death they're running knife i guess death. now I, I don't give watch tv anymore yeah because i'm so <laughs> right? busy but apparently they're running but it's uh, okay. a lot of fun i'm gonna so. go check them out definitely yeah i appreciate it man all right we got more coming from the 2020 shot show from the official headquarters here at buck knives
Brooksy. Excellent. Thanks, Leadheads. Thanks, Jason. No problem. It's been an honor. The ones on the bottom? Yeah, yeah. No, well, the one right at the top. Oh. It's a little scroll we did today. Oh, okay. For the launch there. Nice. The mossy oak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Twisted egg mossy oak. Twisted eggs mossy oak. Twisted eggs. Meats. Conservation. Comfort meets conservation. Is that what it, I missed that? I just saw meats. Yeah, well, comfort. There it is. Comfort. Well, I know you're used to seeing meats, meats. so that's okay. Right. Conservation. Well, you know. You're a metasaurus. I'm a metasaurus. Metasaurus Rex. All right, Leadheads, we are back at the 2020 SHOT Show, bringing it to you from the official lead quarters at Buck Knives. And joining me now, we have, and we would like to welcome to the Leadhead family, Leadhead Brigade family. Love it. Uh, Brandon, you've been on the show before, though, right? I have, yeah. Didn't you do our hunting man. show a couple of weeks ago where we took the vets out uh, from the Sheepdog Impact Assistance? Yeah, it was, what, a couple months back now. A couple of months now, it. yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So we got branded with Twisted X joining us. Glad to be here. And uh, you probably already know because you've probably seen her post, uh, social media live. So it's it's probably no news to you. But Brandon, break the news to him. Drop drop the bomb. Yeah. So we are uh, we're here officially at Shot Show to unveil our partnership with Mossy Oak. So we just partnered with those fine folks here. Launched actually uh, two days ago. So we actually made the official announcement about the partnership. Really exciting time for us. You know, Mossy Oak as a company, much like our company, has a lot of sustainability. Get a little oh. closer a little now. Don't closer. be shy. Okay. Is that better? Yeah. Cool. So yeah. So. Just our brands together are very similar minded, right? So they're obviously the camo for conservation. We have, you know, our Shoes with Purpose talks all about our sustainability story, our initiatives. Uh, so it just made a lot of sense for us to partner with them uh, because we are like-minded companies. And, uh, you know, our products have already been out there and been speaking to the hunting and outdoor community, but we as a brand haven't really been talking about it. So this is a great way for us to do that and make that happen. Um, and, you know, we just felt Mossy Oak was the best, you know, camo brand out there for us to partner with. Yeah, very cool. And uh, you guys did the unveiling here at SHOT Show at the Mossy Oak's book, uh, booth. Yep, yep. We're and, here uh, all week with them. And you've got, um, you've got a line of your shoes, your boots, that uh, are using the Mossy Oak camo pattern. Correct, yeah. So we started, we've got six styles that are at once right now available in, in select retailers and coming to more retailers here soon. Four men's styles, two ladies. Um, also have some other things coming out here for an August release that's uh, going to kind of double down on that assortment. Yeah. But everything's featuring the Mossy Oak original bottomland camo pattern right now. Very cool. Very yep. cool. And we also made the big announcement uh, just a, a couple episodes before SHOT Show that Twisted X is the official footwear of the Leadhead Brigade for the 2020 SHOT Show. Uh, that just makes me happy on so many levels. It's just me. Me too. <laughs> My feet are so happy on so many levels. You don't understand. I know. I know. I love it. And that's, it's crazy because I'm walking around here. We've had people come by the booth and they see the shoes and they're like, oh, you guys are here. Look. And they're all, everybody's like holding their feet up in the middle of the booth, pointing to their feet. Pointing I love my Twisted X. Twisted X, X yeah. You yeah. know, and so, and then now I've got half the Mossy Oak guys, right, with the partner shoes and they're sitting there. They're like, we love ours too. Oh, so yeah. It's yeah. just, it's been a blast. So I'm rocking the cowboy boots today. What uh, what line am I, have, have I got on here? So you got on our uh, Rancher Classics there specifically. So just some nice leather outsole boots. 
Uh, just really good, soft goatskin uppers. Just really beautiful boot all around, all black. Yeah, and I, I wore them all day yesterday, and we're halfway through the day today, and I haven't even noticed that, you know, I'm wearing boots. They're, just, they're that comfortable. Yeah, and it, it, that's the fun thing about our brand is, you know, everything for us ties back to comfort, right? Comfort is the main story. And then, obviously, sustainability and those initiatives are key for us, um, you know, but at, at the end of the day, it all comes back to comfort because you got to have a good shoe. you got to have a shoe people want to wear, right? Um, and that's what the brand centers around, and then once you get that done then you can do the other fun things like the outdoor partnership with mossy oak like the sustainability initiatives but it's right. all got to come back to that you know that's another thing that impressed me with your company and why i wanted to to partner with you guys uh is that you know you are conservation minded you know the sustainability and you've got a line of shoes uh you know that that definitely addresses that so talk about your yeah, your, so uh, your shoes there. So the EcoTwix line of footwear for us, right? It started with 20 styles initially, and it was basically based on a material where we take 55% recycled plastic water bottle material, blend that with some natural fibers that we can actually make into a fabric, into a canvas that then we can make shoes out of, right? So that was the initial initiative, but right. now we've grown that so much further. We've got our Eco Husk outsoles that bring in rice husk as an agricultural waste byproduct, help us minimize the carbon footprint of the shoes through that initiative. We're also working on a uh, molasses derivative EVA. Molasses? Yep. They take polymers that's derived from molasses and they can help make EVA. Or oh my gosh. Reduce some of the uh, harsh chemical content of the EVA yeah. um, to help make that a more sustainable material. And it's, it's crazy because it actually makes it lighter and makes it a little more durable. So would these so. be shoes that you could eat? <laughs> it's funny, yeah. We, we, we kicked around the idea of calling them the edibles. And, the uh, edibles. That, that, that took on a different connotation, uh, right. connotation depending on where you're at in this country. Yeah, that's a different website. Yeah, yep. <laughs> talk about that down the road. <laughs> so I had a guy uh, on here, you know, you were talking about making the shoes from the plastic uh, material. Uh, they were making underwear from bamboo. Uh, yep. So know, It's just amazing to me the technology that we have nowadays where you could, t- you could take a piece of wood or you take a piece of plastic and you turn that into something that, you know, your most private areas <laughs> are going to be comfortable and, and happy with, you know, so yeah. like your feet, you know. Yeah. No, I mean, it's it's crazy. It's cool because the innovation is, is nonstop, you know. So for us, we kind of challenge ourselves internally as a brand to have some type of new materials or a new comfort technology every six to eight months. Um, we work on a very quick-to-market, you know, kind of strategy. Right. And uh, with that, you know, it, it's tough. But the great thing is we're kind of in like a tech boom when it comes to materials and comfort and, you know, footwear. Everybody always thinks of a tech boom when it comes to, like, computers. Sure. But, you know, just all the learnings we've had and, you know, chemical makeup, you know, construction makeup, it's bleeding into all these other industries. And it's right. really cool that we get to be making a product that takes advantage of some of that technological advancement. Yeah. Now, you guys are based out of Texas. Is that right? Yep. We're in Decatur, Texas, is where our corporate offices are at, 45 minutes northwest of the DFW Metroplex. So we're there, small, tight-knit team and, and rocking it. And Heck yeah. It. Heck yeah. So... Uh, tell all the lead heads where they can go and uh, look at your latest line because, you, like you said, you've got some, some more stuff going to be dropping uh, here in the next couple of months. Oh, yeah. New yeah, products yeah. So, in I addition mean, to the Mossy Oak. Absolutely, yeah. You can find our products at fine retailers like we partner with Boot Barn, with Cavenders, if you're tapped into that Western market. Also work with uh, several other great folks on the e-commerce platform. We've got Outdoor Equipped. We've got Zappos. You know, uh, products are in Dillard's. So, you know, there, there's lots of different places, you know, the ladies can find uh, some Twisted X products. Very cool. Very cool. Brandon, thank you so much for taking the time to be on and, uh, and sponsoring the Talking Light podcast here at the 2020 SHOT Show. Yeah, really appreciate it. We're looking forward to uh, doing more with Twisted X in the future. Absolutely.
And uh, if you guys have any questions uh, related to Twisted Egg, you just send me an email, talkingletgmail.com. Of course, you can go to their website, their Instagrams, their Facebooks, uh, and then you can uh, you can follow them on there. Let them know that you're Leadhead and you heard about them here on the Talking Lead Podcast. Yeah, please do. Let us know, and uh, we'll, we'll definitely work to show you some love. Very cool. Brandon, thank you so much, and uh, we're going to get to it here. we got more interviews coming up. you got all kinds of meetings you got to get to. <laughs> yeah. you, you got to push these uh, these shoes, man. That's it. SHOT Show's a crazy place, but it's crazy in a good way. That's right. So, all right, guys. Well, thanks for having me. We'll be back with more from the 2020 SHOT Show here from the official headquarters at Buck Knives. I'm going to teach you how to play blackjack. We went to four <laughs> tables in five minutes, and you lost like $800. He's like, oh, well, you win some, you lose some. I'm like, well, you didn't win any, so you pretty much lost some. That just means Grandma didn't get her new hip. That's all that means. <laughs> Damn it, Grandma. grandma. Oh, Got to love her. So turn your mics on. I think they turned them off. Yours is on, Chad. Yeah. Test. You going to do a live? Test. Yeah. You going to do live? Yeah, yeah. I mean, wrong with co- coming at you in 3DX, yeah. the Talking Lead podcast. <laughs> you don't realize he's live right now. Sweet. <laughs> hey, Christy, did you hear that? <laughs> right on your seat. You know. You know you love it. From the lead quarters here at Buck Knives. That was on your hoodie. We were in day three of this, this thing we call SHOT Show. Yes. We're all a little bit delirious. You know, we're having fun, though. Pushing for day four. Pushing for day four. Coming up. Let's coming roll. Up. So we got our good buddies from Caltech, sponsors of the Talking Lead podcast. Insert stadium full of people whistling and screaming and clapping. Well, actually, we had to, we had to fence off the crowd <laughs> as they were building up. So we got security to come in, mm-hmm. push everybody back so they wouldn't uh, interfere with our, our audio here. I love so. radio. Radio's great. You can say whatever you want. Yep. And, and they believe it. <laughs> Chuck Norris is waiting for our autographs. Right Chad <laughs> Enos joining us to my left. Hello, everyone. To his left, we've got the. I mean, he shows up once a year to these things. Don't you? From huh? Well, yeah, I show up once a year. Everybody shows up once a year. But we only see you once so. a year to the podcast. <laughs> well, it's Devin, ladies I, I and gentlemen. I have to ration myself. Devin, the Canadian, can't overstay my welcome. So we've we've been getting like an influx of Canadians this year. It seems like you guys even had your own party last night. It was Canadians only. One can only eat so much bacon and maple Interesting. Syrup. <laughs> huh. So you, do you know um, so at the door they're um, saying, Sorry. Amanda Lynn Mayhew? I know of her, yeah. She's got a TV show there in Canada. Uh, Devin knows who she is. She's legit now. <laughs> she, <laughs> That's <laughs> what it sounded like. <laughs> he knows everybody, though. Well, she said she's got like the top um, female-hosted hunting show in Canada. Nice. And then, and then to his left, we've got the the beautiful, the talented Matt Stanick, ladies oh. and gentlemen. Hello. I mean, your hair is kicking. I love your hair, man. Your Thank hair is you. always Thank point you. on. It's always. I could point say the on. same t- for you. Well, I just got mine cut. You know, I usually had the long, flowing, you know, yeah, shaggy hair. And then Chad's got the shaggy beard. Mm-hmm. Always rocking I, the beard. I, I think Chad before was calling it, he was referring to it as the moonshine hair, whatever that. Moonshine. Is. Yeah, like you're kind of run and shine or something like that. Long, uh, long curly tendrils. Yeah. See, that's that's Canadian for redneck. That's is that what? That? Yeah. <laughs> She's a shiner. Yeah. A shiner. What? Uh, what? Uh, Shot show. No. What did? Uh, uh, we were just at Dana's. Yeah. The show. What's his name? Uh, oh my gosh. Randy. Randy Couture. 
Oh, she Randy's asked, here? She asked Randy Couture what he thought of this, and he said it, it was the... The uh, Redneck Comic Con. Yeah. <laughs> the shot shows the Redneck Comic Con. <laughs> the shot shows the Redneck Comic Con. That's, that's great. Yeah. And, of course, he's here every year, so what's that yeah. say about him? Nice. Such a nice, <laughs> humble guy, too. I yeah. never met he him He supports before. great people is what it says. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's a good, he's a really so good So you guys have been hosting guy. Dana again this year at the uh, Caltech booth? Yeah, she came in and did some... Uh, uh, Dana Lash. Took some, yeah, you know, signed some pictures, kissed some babies, yeah. and took, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, she's just a really gracious host all the time. Yeah. You know. Yeah. She puts on a great show. Yeah. She That's doesn't schedule a time. She schedules she a time. Up. Yeah, she just No, she schedules a time in, but never schedules a time out because she wants to make sure she's there. Yeah. You know, yeah. until the end, until she's exhausted everybody that wants to come see her and hang out with her and stuff, which is really cool because she doesn't have to do that. She's busy. Oh, you know? absolutely. Yeah. yeah. She's got her own thing she's doing. Yeah. You know, we had the the girls of the industry on earlier. You sat down for a few minutes uh, with uh, Christy and, and Morgan. And mm-hmm. before that, you missed Jen and Narissa with the girls with guns. Uh, you, you just missed them. But, uh, you know, Dana is another, uh, you know, strong female in this industry that is leading the way by, um, you know, Talking the talk, walking the talk, yeah, walking the example. walk, and yeah. leading by example. Yep. Um, so if you guys aren't following her, correct yourself. Go to danalash.com, I guess. Yep. It's Dan- the Danalash TV. Uh, the, 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 the Dana Show on all the social media or uh, danaradio.com. There you go. Yep. Danaradio.com. Very cool. So we want to talk Keltec because you guys got some awesome stuff that you've unveiled here at SHOT Show. We do. I mean, yeah. you kept it a great secret. Even I didn't know and wasn't expecting this. Well, one one, one of our products, Neither Matt and I, we. we didn't even know about it until about a month ago, which yeah. is rare. We usually know about all the prototyping and everything else that goes on, even the the T and E stuff or the uh, R and D stuff. Uh, we're generally in the loop on that, but this was a surprise to even both, both even of you us. guys, huh? Yeah, and I and I think George is getting wise. He's not telling Mar- the marketing department <laughs> what he's doing now <laughs> because he knows. We, we get excited and we want to talk about it, you know, and then that gets everyone excited. And then, you know, it's a year or two later before they, you know, they start shipping and stuff and everybody gets mad at us. So uh, we've, we've had to practice some self-control here. So in what the we're last, talking last about months. is you guys have uh, come out with a new version of the Sub 2000. Correct. It's called yes. the, the Sub CQB. The Sub CQB. And it is a carbine quiet... It's an integrally Barrel? suppressed. Yes, it's integrally it's suppressed it's sub two thousand. Yeah, it's, there you go. it's a carbine quiet barrel. Yeah, quiet barrel. So it's yeah, it's, it's uh, but it's single tax stamp, uh, four and a quarter inch barrel, uh, and then the rest of it's uh, a suppressor. We were running some one sixty eights with it at the uh, range day, and uh, yeah, we should have called that the sub finger snap. Yeah, because <laughs> it really that's all it sounds like. Yeah, and, I mean uh, even if that you know. Yeah, and and if you're not familiar with the sub two thousand. It's a folding carbine. Uh, it basically looks like a stick with a pistol grip on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's a straight blowback design, a very, very simple design. So uh, I think that's what helps with the, um, uh, the suppression of it. You know, right. so it's, yeah, it's just. It's very minimal to yes, begin with. Yeah, it's, it's super minimal gun. And they're very quiet uh, when they're. Even, like yeah, the unsuppressed. 16 inch one, yeah. And especially when you're running uh, one, 124s or 147 grain bullets and the heavier bullets. Yeah. I'm, I can't say it's hearing safe without a suppressor, but you could definitely go out to the range and not, you know, not be annoyed by the, the sound of the sure. bullets going down range. Uh, so you add a can to that, and it's literally like a finger snap. Yeah. So yeah. So that 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 was like a huge surprise. I got to shoot it. 
and, and it folds. And it still it folds. It folds with an optic on it. That's so, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's got an aluminum. Uh, what? I, for the life of me, I keep forgetting what it's called. It, it's basically a barrel shroud, but it's uh, it's an extrusion. So you got Picatinny rail on top and bottom. Right. And so you got a place to throw an optic on, and then uh, there's just a little locking tab. You pull the tab up. You can rotate uh, the extrusion out of the way, and then fold the gun up. And the the extrusion also has a polymer handguard very similar to the KS7 grip mm-hmm. and uh, that locks into the existing locking tab on the on the uh, buttstock of the gun so it folds up just like a regular sub 2000 but now uh, you can have your optic on there you don't have to keep taking it off put it on if you want to fold don't it have gun. to go to an aftermarket exact uh, yeah. accessory rail yeah, exactly there was a very good one out there that I used um, but uh, it's cool that you guys are doing that yeah. and like you said just one tax stamp mm-hmm. so that's very cool MSRP is only 995 only nine ninety five. Mm-hmm. That is amazing. Yeah. So uh, that's going to be out when. We're when can start, we expect it? Yeah, engineering, and I always say engineering says because if I don't, I'll get crucified <laughs> for it. But, uh, engineering says July uh, we'll start uh, building it, and that's not because of a manufacturing process. We, we've, that's easy. We've been building the sub two thousands forever. Yeah, yeah. And this uh, integrally suppressed barrel is very simple to build. Uh, it's just a matter of. Um, uh, paperwork, uh, getting you know the SKUs done, getting all the um, doing all it? the paperwork, Re- get it, getting it registered, yeah. trademarks, and all that kind of stuff. So that's yeah. yeah. So it's not really the manufacturing that's that's uh, slowing down, but uh, and we we typically um, well typically we show stuff and then we don't release. Everyone makes <laughs> is mad about that, but in the in the last couple of years we stopped doing that. But uh, in this case, uh, since it's a class three gun, we uh, we decided we could probably go ahead and show it now and just kind of see what people think of it yeah and we honestly didn't have any idea it was going to take off the way it did because uh people look at suppressors you know the average gun person they're like "Ah, i don't want to pay for the tax stamp and it's just kind of a pain or whatever right but we had so many people out there shooting it and the first shot they turn around they're grinning looking at their buddies (laughs) i did the same thing yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. and then uh, immediately you know they they find out the msrp is they're like i got i gotta have one of those yeah so it was pretty shocking to see that what people would pay, uh, you know, for for that gun. And then I started thinking about it. I'm like, well, suppressors are they're pretty expensive to begin with. They can be, yeah. And, they yeah. Can be. Mm-hmm. And then you you know, a quality one. And then you throw the tax stamp on top of that. You right. Know. Yeah. And then and and then you have to you have to buy the the host firearm first too. You know, which true could be five six hundred bucks. You know, for a carbine like up. that. Yeah. So yeah, it's a very fair price. Really cool gun, and I think it's going to do really well. Um, uh, we didn't necessarily get caught with our pants down like like we did with the KSG and the PMR30 when those came out. Right, they were a huge hit. Is it just going to be in the nine, or are you going to offer it in other calibers also? Uh, just the nine, as far as I know, for now. Okay. Um, we may. Fair enough. Uh, we actually are going to do more calibers other than the nine and forty in the sub two thousand platform. Uh, so manufacturing the barrel. Like if we wanted to do a suppressed barrel for those as well, I mean it's just it's just a matter of just changing the size, sure, the dimensions of the barrel and the can, obviously. So you, we could you've easily got do the that. engineers that can handle that. Yeah, yeah, and it's you got the big brains over at Caltech, <laughs> yeah, George. <laughs> and it's just as it's as simple as just the the changing the can is as simple as you know changing the caliber. Yeah, so really easy. There you go, and, and it's running the Glock mags. Yeah, uh, we brought a Glock mag variant out, but uh, we can put that barrel on the on the uh, multi-mag variant too so and that takes 10 different mag catches oh okay yeah nice. so there's a lot of varieties uh of stuff you can do with that thing and that's just that's the i mean that's to me that's been my favorite thing of all shot show 
uh, that I've seen and heard about. You know, so far. Eric uh, and Chad from Iraq Vet came over, uh-huh. and he said the same thing, and I was really that blew me away because. I mean, that guy knows more about guns than I'll ever know, you know. To my and opinion, doesn't mean anything. Well, <laughs> no, no, no. It wasn't valid. You know, your opinion. He didn't validate your, my uh, opinion no, no. until Chad came over. Your opinion is not valid Chad because, Eric. because you're biased. And, well, I'm, and I'm, I know that you've 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 been hard up for stick. sub 2000s since the day I met you. But I, but I have never changed that opinion either. Right. You know, the sub 2000 has been my favorite even before I even got into you know the industry the way that I'm into it right but right when now. you when you talk about you know Chad and Eric from Iraq Vet I mean all the stuff that they get and all the stuff they shoot through the gun shop and everything else mm-hmm. for them to be impressed with something that we kind of just sort of last minute did is that's kind of a big deal I mean, because yeah. they they could you know it's like a, it's like the guy that can afford anything you know but he he buys like a Honda Civic or something you know Honda's be like well dude you could be buying like Whatever Lexus like or whatever Matthew Cadillac, McConaughey yeah, driving a, a hybrid where he could be driving a Lamborghini. Yeah, and I'm not like and I'm not saying that you know it's like, but it's just a matter of the, all these toys. You know, some there of are those, a lot of options out there, and the fact yeah, that they yeah. they uh, praised yours, you're, you're of course, about it. Yeah. I get it. I and, get it. And he loved, I'm just saying he loved the P17. My too. opinion, come on. <laughs> opinion doesn't matter. That's why you have a radio show. That's right. <laughs> I'm a shill, right? <laughs> shill. I'm a shill. So uh, that's not the only thing that you guys are offering. New, no. So you, the, another one of my, um, it's on my list. I haven't got one yet, but it's still one of my favorites uh, that I want to get. It's the RDB, and you came out. And the reason I've been waiting is because I guess two years ago you said, "Oh, just wait, we're going to be coming out with this version yeah. of it," you yeah. know. And I was, you know, like you said, I was expecting, you know, maybe next month or the month after that, and then two years later, here we are. But it's worth the wait. So talk about yeah. the, the RDB. So it's the RDB Defender for anybody that was here like three or maybe. Even Shoot, was that even four years ago? We uh, introduced the RDB Tactical. Yeah. And about uh, three. I'd yeah, three. about three. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, so we uh, it's been ready for a while, but we we obviously had just had a lot of other projects. It's uh, the that same were gun, priority. just accessories. Yeah, yeah. So it's 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 Furnished out different. Yeah. Yeah, it's the RDB Survival. So it's got the survival barrel uh, in it, um, and uh, but it's got the 17 grip, the RDB 17 grip. So the tactical. You know, pistol grip, right? Uh, and then it has the um, the RDB survival uh, stock that um, it's adjustable stock. Yeah, it's a mm-hmm. 16 inch, um, real thin profile barrel, so it's extremely light. Yep. And uh, it's a little bit shorter in that. Believe it or not, believe it or not, that inch and a half makes a difference. But uh, <laughs> it's a lot, it's a lot shorter. I mean, men pay thousands of dollars <laughs> just for an extra half inch. You yeah. know, so. But but to piggyback off that Defender, uh, we have also released the uh, RDB 17 M-Lock handguard. Uh, it's the same one uh, that goes on the RDB Defender, only it's a little longer because of the barrel length. Right. Uh, and so you, you kind of have an option if you don't want that thin profile barrel and you want the thicker profile barrel. It's available. Know, yeah, it's yeah, it's those things are uh, they're ready to rock. Many have so. seen the shooting team uh, sporting those rails and uh, for years, yeah. So Chad, we finally you could, got it you done. Could technically, get get longer and thicker. <laughs> <laughs> Everything a woman wants, Caltech so offers. The RDB survival. It might not be long, but it sure is thin. <laughs> it sure is thin. <laughs> That's our new slogan, Matt. <laughs> That's how we're going to market it. That, and what is the official name for this the version? R- RDB Tactical. The RDB Tactical. No. No. RDB Defender. The RDB Defender. Defender. Yes. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's it. I like that. I like that name. That's a cool name. 
Um, did did we miss anything else while I was at the range? I know you had the 22s out there. You had the uh, P17, the uh-huh. P17, and you had the uh, um, the CP33. Yep, uh, out there. So how how are those doing for you guys right now? I know when they first came out again, you couldn't you know keep them in. Yeah, CP33s are still. It's a really difficult gun to manufacture. I don't know why engineering does this to themselves. Um, and well, when I say it's difficult, I, I should say. Uh, it's difficult to create the um, the the uh, what am I call what am I look what's the word I'm looking the, for the frame no 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 um, the means to build the gun oh like, okay uh, the tooling know, infrastructure the, yeah like the, the infrastructure for building the gun um, uh, so <clears throat> those processes are, are constantly changing during the R and D process you right. know because the gun changes and then you have to change all the tooling and then you change all the jigs and all that stuff then you got to train. Uh, staff, you know, t- to fix it, and then we have vendor, you know, vendor issues, uh, vendors to do coatings and things like that, and that gun's anodized, and so you get a whole batch of, you know, you get a thousand anodized parts back, and like none of them look the same. It's like, all right, we got to send them back to anodizing again. So there's a bit of a process uh, to, you know, we have to get our, our vendors up to speed, we got to get our tooling up to speed, and, and then get the people that actually build the guns and test fire them up to speed as well. So. It's a little bit of a process, and it depends on the design of the gun on how long that takes. So, if we may put out two guns, and and one of them takes off, and we're you know we're already building two thousand a week or something like that, and then we've got another one that takes like, you know, we're building like three hundred a week. It's right. because of the the process of putting the thing together. You know, sometimes it's faster, sometimes it's slower. So, um, but we are cranking away on the CP33s, and you know they're. There, it's never getting slower. It's always getting faster as far as the production goes. So, so with that explanation, uh, that is why it's taking us so long to get to our giveaway <laughs> that, that we're going to be doing here on the Talking Lead Podcast in celebration of our 300th episode, which was six months ago. <laughs> or that's so? that's fault. The reason for that giveaway being delay, take, the delay is me. There's nothing to do with the. Building oh, come on. Firearm. You just gave a great explanation there. <laughs> no, so I was no, going to no. go with that. I no, was going to run with that, man. That's just me. Matt and I have been given a lot more <laughs> responsibility here this this past year. And uh, as before, when I used to just say, oh, yeah, we'll totally get you one of those. And then I'd have someone else fill out the paperwork, and then, boom, it was sent. You right, know? Right. But now I'm the guy that fills out the paperwork. I'm also the guy that decides, you know, like, you know, Matt and I decide who's going to get uh, – these products for giveaways and things like that and so we're very cautious about not not with you obviously you're you can you can have whatever you want to give things away but there's a whole lot of other people involved in the industry and stuff and so we have to we have to vet these things it's just we're constantly doing something all day long and when we get home we're working at home from home too it's oh yeah it's been nuts well well, we're very understanding and patient our lead heads are um, yeah, but uh, it's my fault, my bad. But we're going, we're going to be giving that away now. We're definitely, we have it. It's going to come with this. Uh, it's going to, we're going to do a nice swag pack with that since it was a delay. <laughs> no, that's okay. Don't worry about it. So, <laughs> so uh, between now and when we make the announcement of what they have to do to uh, to be eligible to win that. Yeah, you got to figure that part out. Oh, I was looking <laughs> your help for that. <laughs> Devin, what do you think? What that's should what they have to do say. to win a CP33? Well, and it can't. We want a Canadian like opinion. I'm coming cold off the bench right now. Straight, like straight this down the gutter. Right, I can uh, see it in yeah. his eyes. <laughs> Things uh, Americans can understand too, please. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I can be EMT'd. I'll give you my email address, and then I'll just randomly pick somebody. 
But how are we going to get the names come in? Yeah, we're going to give the, the email address out, uh -huh. and then the highest bidder is just going to magically win. The highest bidder. <laughs> <laughs> for reasons of simplicity. So we're going to auction this off. For reason of simplicity, that electronic money transfer might also be connected to my bank account. I That's just a streamlined thing so your listeners can get that product faster. It's not that I'm on the tape. <laughs> Don't worry about uh, that international you know, line that we got across. Well, yeah. That's now, easy. We'll, we'll, we will come up with something cool, but uh, just know that that is coming up. We are still going to be giving that away, and uh, we'll announce it within before my birthday, which is in February. What's the date of your birthday again? 24th, February 24th. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I thought you were with I'm ninth. I'm the ninth. You're the ninth. Yeah, yeah, so you're older than me, but you're really not. That's right. Like... No, I'm, I'm older year, than you. I'm a year older than you. Are. Or no, you're a year, old, year I'm 40, older. Than I'll be uh, I'll be 49 or yeah, I'll be 49 this yeah, year. Yeah, me too. We're the same age. We're same. Yeah, so you're older than me. Old fart. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what I've got to look forward to in my beard too when I grow it out? Yeah, <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Uh, this a couple of weeks can be hell on a man. Well, but uh, we are we were also talking about uh, doing some hunting. You know, the RDB. Yes. And uh, so hunting season. Uh, has come and gone for deer season, but we have other opportunities coming up throughout uh, the country. We're going to try to hook up with Hammer mm -hmm. um, and uh, do some hunts with uh, the the bull pups to show how viable that they are for you know actual hunting and you know not just small game, but you know we're going to take down some deer with those too. I've got a like, buddy yeah. buddy with a m massive uh, property down in Florida, mm -hmm. um, and he's also. I don't know if he heads it up. He's, he's pretty high up in the like fishing game, you know, whatever. Yeah. And uh, will he allow us to poach? Well, no. <laughs> it, I I sent him a message uh, last night and told him that you know I've got some guys they want to they want to shoot alligators. You can't shoot a gator unless it's on your own your oh, own okay. property. Yeah. And uh, you know you get tags and all that stuff, special tags for it. And he goes like that, no brainer, no problem. And uh, anything else that's on that property, you can. He's allowed Sweet. to shoot it. Yeah. So he'll he'd be the guide to take you out and this i've known this kid uh since we were in like fourth grade okay and he's always always been like a straight up redneck i think he was <laughs> i think he was dipping like by the time he was eight like you know, he was like, eight he's he's yeah. already on copenhagen but yeah, exactly yeah <laughs> and uh really really smart guy and uh well, let's love, do it. loves to hunt let's do it he's let's a conservationist yeah so okay. yeah we can make that happen hell yeah that'd be fun that'd be like a good way to kick it off take down a gator mm-hmm because your grips kind of look like a gator skin, you know. Anyway. Gator grip. It's gator called grip. gator grip. Is it? It is. That's what you officially named it, the yep. gator grip? Yeah, yeah. We're when, from Florida, man. When did you do that? When did it officially become the gator that grip? That was a long time ago. Was it? Uh, yeah. I just always knew it as the Keltec. I think after, it was probably the PF9. Yeah, and I, I don't know of a moment where we said, this is gator grip. It just kind of stuck. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I like it. Though. Somebody like at the it. shop probably called it gator grip, and then it just, mm -hmm. like before we were even there. I don't, wait, were you there for the PF9? Yeah, I was there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Maybe yeah. it was Matt. Okay. We'll credit Matt for it. Matt there said, you go. Gator, Matt said it, it looks like Gator Grip. And I mean, you might as well. <laughs> 15 years later. You might as well take it. It's, mm -hmm. it's I'm going to take that. You want a little protein bar? Is that all right? Yeah. Okay. There's more if you need one. Okay. Need a little energy. A little energy. So, uh, NRA's coming up. Are you guys going to have another grand unveiling for, uh, for NRA? You, in, something that quick in the works? No. Mm, no. Uh, I'm gonna say no. I'm well, you didn't say know you, you didn't know you had the integral suppressed yeah, have nine millimeter. That. You know, <laughs> during integrally our, suppressed nine yeah, millimeter sub two thousand. During our shot show meeting, I told everyone to practice saying that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I think we might have something. Maybe it's a big maybe. Okay. 
I'm still saying we're not announcing the the integrally suppressed sub 2000. <laughs> I haven't Nicely accepted done. that yet. Man, that came out nice. Yeah. The SQ CQB. CQB. Yep. CQB. Yep. Sub 2000. Carbine quiet sub barrel. 2000 sub 2000 CQB. Sub no, 2000 CQB. It's sub CQB. That's sub the name. CQB. That's the official name. It's sub CQB. I like that better. Yeah. SUB CQB. Yeah. SUB CQB. That just rolls off the tongue. I think we just figured that out. There you go. On the talk, you heard it first right here on Talking Load. <laughs> <laughs> because we are the show for exclusives. We we are the show that d- determines what the guns are named at Caltech <laughs> and the grips and everything yeah. else. So uh, looking forward to that. That's going to be in our backyard. NRA is going to be in Nashville this mm. year. Oh yeah, love it. And uh, I mean, we may or may not be set up. Uh, at the Caltech booth. At a, a new Caltech booth. I we're, we're talking about that. We we're working on I mean, it. There's no travel or anything involved. Like, easy. Yeah, we're talking about it. Yeah, yeah. so there's no there's no travel expense. There might be a hotel involved, but there's nothing else. I mean, that mm-hmm. room's ours. We can kind of do whatever we want with it. So, What yeah. do you eat? What do I eat? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Hawaiian <laughs> macadamia nut spark. Uh <laughs> I think we could manage that. Yeah. We, we can make something work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, you landed. If you're going to be uh, attending NRA, make sure you look for Caltech's booth there. Look for uh, the lead quarters. Mm-hmm. And uh, are you guys going to be doing any kind of range things there? Uh, additionally, at some of the local ranges. Would you like to? Because I can set it up and make it happen. Yeah, we need to talk about that. Okay. Yeah, we got some personnel over there. Yeah. 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 Very cool. Is Joe Mo has special Joe party? Caltech party. Yeah, he's coming on at two. What time is it? 15 after 2? <laughs> so. Yes. Yeah. Yep. You're up. Wave them in. Wave them in. You're up Wave next. In. So, guys, thank you so much for taking the time. I know you're uh, jam slam busy, uh, but the Leadheads can look forward to having you guys on our normally regularly scheduled program. Say that 10 times fast as well. <laughs> and uh, once it. we decide, once we finally decide what we're going to do for a giveaway, maybe you guys send in some suggestions, Leadheads, on how we should give away that uh, CP33. Yes. Yeah, and also give us some suggestions on the next giveaway because we're... Joe said give it to me. <laughs> they're kind of buttoned up against each other. I mean, the other first one took so long, now we're, we're probably already due for another giveaway. So yeah. uh, I think so, yeah. yeah. Uh, but but NRA giveaway. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll take care of the leadheads. Don't worry about it. They're happy. They're we happy. love the leadheads. They're our favorite people in the industry. All right, guys, we've got more coming at you from the 2020 SHOT Show from the official lead quarters here at, at uh, Las Vegas. Bug knives, ladies and gentlemen. Did you guys see the the new uh, Buckmaster 2.0? We announced the release of it. So you remember the original Buckmaster? I want one of those. The one that looked like uh, the Rambo knife. You remember that? Yeah. Back in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hugely popular Buck knife. So they've redesigned it. Came out with a whole new look for it in uh, 2.0 diver knife. There What's it is. What's the MSRP on that? Uh, it's it's actually going to be so. When those originally came out, they were like 180 dollars, like in the 80s. That today's wow. money is like four hundred and something dollars, <laughs> so they're going to be half the price of what they originally were. Nice, go buck knives. Yeah, yeah. So, all right, guys, we'll be back. Roger that. All right, leadheads, we're back, and hope you enjoyed that line of interviews from the twenty twenty shot show. You can thank Buck Knives for making all that happen. You can thank Twisted X Boots. They are the official footwear of Talking Lead for the 2020 SHOT Show. And, of course, our good buddies over at Mission First Tactical, uh, David Edelman, um, 
making all these interviews from SHOT Show possible for you leadheads. And we've got many more to come. So stay tuned. We're going to keep cranking them out. And uh, you got questions, you got comments. There's a particular one you really liked or you want more information about. Get in touch with me at talkinglead at gmail.com and we'll make that happen. And uh, we did a little special AK corner, Talking Lead AK corner while we were there. And that's going to be coming up. So just a few days as you're listening to this, the uh, new episode of the Talking Lead AK corner is going to be coming at you from the 2020 SHOT Show. So uh, still join us. We've got got Jack with Virtual Tactical Training Resources. And you guys just heard uh, prior to all those interviews uh, about his product there and how he has bringing a whole new level of uh, realistic training to your defensive handgun and active shooter scenarios. So, Jack, we appreciate you joining us. Uh, one more time, give everybody that website and your social medias and everything. Yeah, we're on a VT2R, as in Victor Tango, the number two, rromeo.com. On our landing page, you'll find a Facebook link, YouTube's, my LinkedIn. There's also a pretty informative video that shows us going from shooting rubber ducks to engaging in a full hostage-taking <laughs> scenario, just to kind of give you the breadth of what we can do. Yeah. Now, I've got one more question. Uh, you were talking about uh, the, the compatibility you've got. Uh, right now, you're just doing the Glock. Uh, is, that, is that correct? Or do you have other um, yeah. platforms that you're working on as well? At the moment, I've got Glock 17. We're working Glock 19. Um, SIG 228-229. I'm developing the SIG 320 because that's the military M17, M18. Mm-hmm. Each one of these, I mean, it's it's a whole different design. So we're, sure. we're going to crawl, walk, run, but I'm trying to get that 17 and 19 out. Our AR-9, again, is just, it's a badass weapon. And yeah. you can have a four-inch barrel on our AR-9 without a certificate, because it's not technically a barrel. You can't measure from the barrel. Not a firearm. So, yeah, you're not discharging a firearm. Yeah. So we've got all that stuff so ready. So you got to plans go. to come out with full-size ARs and AKs and all that stuff? Yeah, I've already got ARs that are in test. Gotcha. They're ready to roll. We just got to get ammo sourced. Very cool. Just so, one more quick thing I'd mention. Yeah. What we built the AR-9 for was I can make it replicate an AR-15 in every respect. And you buy nine millimeter ammo for training, which is less than half the cost of a simunition or even a UTM round. Yeah. So you can buy one ammo and do all this training with common ammo to save money. We are rolling the two two three five five six later because we know there'll be a demand for it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Well, very cool. So, uh, guys, make sure you go to the the website there. Check out that landing video that he's talking about. Uh, got a very you got a, a superstar in there i hear your daughter yeah yeah <laughs> she would be star of the I'd video. Be trouble if i didn't say we run every day stockyards gunfighter so you can go to stockyardsgunfighter.com we're one of the first and only all virtual gun ranges anywhere we're seven days a week we're shooting on simulators with air recoil and, and laser pistols we're looking to add this eventually but you're in the Fort Worth area, come see us at stockyardsgunfighter.com. Let us know you're coming. Be happy to set up a demo for oh, you. Oh, very cool. Yeah, and we got we got several listeners in that area, so you guys go check them out, and you can get a firsthand account of this and give us some feedback on that. And Lefty, we'd like to bring it down to you and get 
get us around to your guys. We'll just run through it and test it out and get good videos to let you really get immersed in the technology. Yeah, absolutely. We'd love to. I mean, just that little bit of uh, exposure that I got there at uh, the Antares range day was uh, phenomenal. So very cool guys. Go check them out. And uh, of course, you know, when you're doing your, your live ammo uh, training, go to Fioki. Yoki Ammo, they've got some of that uh, frangible ammo out now that uh, you're shooting those steel plates really makes it nice so you're not getting all that spray back from uh, from the lead. Check them out, FeeOkiUSA.com. They've got a really nice new website, uh, new interface, kind of a new look going on there. Uh, and then, of course, you know, famous for their shotgun ammo. They've got that there and uh, pretty much anything you need. Go check them out, FeeOkiUSA.com. And of course, Modern Spartan Systems for all your gun cleaning and lubricating needs. Don't just clean your firearms, optimize them with Modern Spartan Systems line of products. And then of course, I sing the praises of their TVT engine oil additive. Keeps my lead sled running smooth, keeps our Jeeps running, keeps our our cars running, our lawnmowers, our anything that, that uses oil. Uh, you want to put that TVT engine oil additive in there, and it's going to add life and a little zest to it. ModernSpartanSystems.com. Keltec Weapons. We just heard from them, heard from Chad and Matt and the gang there at Keltec Weapons and the new products that they're bringing uh, to market. Uh, there's a, there's another one. I don't know if we mentioned it or not in that um, in that interview or not, but they, they've come out with a 50-round 22 magazine for that uh, CP33 uh, as well, we're not going to be including that in the giveaway that we're going to be doing, uh, but that's something to keep in mind that you can, where legal, uh, you can uh, obtain that 50 round, 22 long magazine for that CP33. Uh, it's just a just a treat to shoot that thing, man. It's so fun being able to just crank out 50 rounds of 22. <laughs> it's just you talk about cheap, you know, cheap ammo. It doesn't get any cheaper than the 22, definitely. Uh, and if you guys want to get your evil black assault mugs, the talking leddies, you can go to dip123.com. Uh, uh, just Google, or not Google, but do a search for talking lead, and uh, you can get the talking leddies there. Uh, different colors. There's a couple of different sizes that you can get there. Uh, but go check them out, dip123.com forward slash collections forward slash talking lead. And I've got links on our website where you can get to it real quick. So you can go to our website and get to those. And then if you want one of our T-shirts, uh, our classic T-shirts, or our Leadhead Brigade T-shirts, you can get those at 1776united.com. And we've got the patches there also. So go there and uh, get get geared up with your Talking Lead kit, your Leadhead Brigade kit. Uh, and then Mission First Tactical is doing our tactical wallets and our tactical dump trays. So you can go to Mission First Tactical, uh, and they've got all that there. So that's how we bring this to you each and every week, sometimes more often than that, Leadheads. Uh, our AK Corner, like I said, that's coming up. Uh, give Century Arms a big thanks for being the presenting sponsor for that. Occam Defense Solutions for being a supporting sponsor. And uh, Real Avid also helping us kick that second season of the AK Corner off. So the the fifth episode of the Talking Late AK Corner is coming up. 
And of course, you know, each and every episode, we're giving away something cool from Century Arms and our supporting sponsors. So you never know what it's going to be. So you got to listen. you got to participate. we got to see you on social medias, sharing, liking, commenting, uh, interacting with the other leadheads on there in a nice, respectful way. Uh, you can disagree, but you can do it in a nice, respectful way. We don't mind that at all. Uh, but, yeah, uh, AK Corner's coming up. Make sure you stay tuned for that. Um, I think that's all I got right now. I mean, NRA's coming up uh, a couple of months, so you know, we're working on where we're going to be once we uh, solidify where the lead head, uh, talking lead, uh, lead cores is going to be. We'll let you know. Uh, that way all you guys can make sure you come by. And we may be working on a little something after show-wise, too, just for you leadheads. So we'll bring all that to you and more coming up soon. Jack, again, it was a pleasure having you on. Appreciate you taking the time to, to come on and leducate our listeners on uh, the VT2R system. Thanks for having me. I enjoyed it. Look forward to seeing you next time. Yes, sir. Hopefully uh, you'll make it down for the NRA, and uh, we'll get you out to Royal Range and uh, put that system to, to use and do some videos and maybe uh, have some of the lead heads out to try it out, too. Yeah, we'll get you out shooting some hostages or bad guys. <laughs> All right, guys. Until then, as always, keep your loved ones close. And your firearms closer, which will be more accessible and readily used with VT2R AdTac system. <laughs>